0: Hey, this is Alana from the Holland Project in Reno, and you're listening to Up
1: in the Mix.
2: Another edition of Up in the Mix coming to you hot from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean. And you're not
0: going to go AKAs?
2: I was thinking it was the radio show. I haven't (laughs) done a podcast. You're coming in all weird. All right. Yeah.
0: Take two. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth,
2: <laughs> a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The R- NAR, Mr. R, a.k.a. Not the Black dude you Thought I Was.
0: This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican Ernesto, Captain Culo, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local, also that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club.
2: How the fuck did he get here
0: El de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, and the baby whisperer. <laughs> That was the latest
2: one. We're coming in, you know. It's Saturday morning. I feel like the, the weather's got me. It's all, it's <laughs> fucking fall. It's all cold and shit. It was
0: chilly and windy. <laughs> it went from like uh, mid eighties to sixties. Uh,
2: yeah, like went from hot to cold overnight. Mm. Mm-hmm. And but, uh, it, that's
0: how it changes here real fast.
2: Yeah, cuffing season's here. It's already
0: here. Look it up, because I know um on uh, my Instagram, Delafoto Reno, and it's with an F. Brown people don't use the P H, so uh. I put in cuffing season, and you know how you could tell how many people click on click mm-hmm. on it? Like, 20 people clicked on it.
2: To look and see what it was.
0: Trying to see what cuffing season
2: was. You know, it's an East Coast term. We're bringing it out here.
0: Yeah. But how was your week?
2: My week was good. Um, you know, shit with school. The kids are, uh, we got some new kids. More new kids. Some kids are leaving, <laughs> so. Being Just.
0: being good and leaving, or leaving because they're bad?
2: They're leaving cuz they're good. Right. Their time's up at the school. Okay. Cuz they get so many days there. And once mm-hmm. that's up, they get to go back to their zone school. So Yeah. Just interesting, like, you know, middle of the semester, the end, you know, you can it's just it's just <laughs> same shit different day. Yeah. How was your week? <laughs> uh it
0: was good. I got to go shoot some photos for an event. Um, you know, salute to uh Michael Moberly always hooking it up along with Yelbarino. Um yeah we just had a blast shot some photos and it was just a good time it was good and I, uh, it just it's a crazy event i probably should talk about it then because it's like even though we're going to play this down the line but mm-hmm. but it's the yelp astronomy event and it's like a yearly event now that yelp reno puts it on and kind of like um for all the yelpers out there they could rsvp i guess uh, there were like a thousand rsvps and so obviously they're calculating about 800 people going to be there because 20% probably just won't show up. And, and it's always people. Most of the people I've never seen in town, but apparently they go everywhere in Yelp. And then like even even Michael's like, I've never seen like half these people that come because Michael will teach a class. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've never seen these people and they just like
2: it's people trying to get out in the town yeah not everyone goes you know not everyone has the same lifestyles we do that's true We're,
0: <laughs> but they get an event for them for then when are we going to get our
2: event our events are every friday and saturday like <laughs> just everything's set up for us like
0: <laughs> like going to public house yeah like <laughs> not waiting our normal lives
2: are their events like <laughs> that's, that's
0: true that's true all right
2: i mean everything that happens downtown is geared towards us yeah in Midtown, all yeah. the yeah, all the events mm-hmm. are 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 thing.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. All right. Anyway, but but there's just so many people lost in the sauce, and um, like elderly people that are usually like you know they look pretty calm and composed. That then they get free alcohol and they they turn sure for them. They, they run amok.
2: Get up and have a good time. It it was good. It's One day game. you'll be like that too, season. I'm
0: like that now. <laughs> anything free, I'm running amok. <laughs>
2: Well, we have a special guest for this episode. Just like every other episode, uh, we have talented writer and just pop culture referencer and <laughs> commentator he has very funny posts on facebook about his everyday life and his observations in la mm-hmm. because while that shit happens to you i feel like uh, we have sean Barron. welcome sean to the show welcome. oh thank you thank you uh very impressive nicknames
3: for for both of you <laughs> do you um, have do you have, I, do you have any? I, I, um, sean baron <laughs> i
0: can't
3: <laughs> i can't you know i just i have i can't you can't make up your own nickname you can't it has so, to yeah you yeah. know but growing up i was the the red baron and you oh, could dang. use your imagination it's because i was always caught red-handed <laughs> <laughs> in trouble um, um that's a good one. it was pretty good <laughs> um yeah so that that was that was it growing up um I get I I have a nickname at the dojo uh, because I do Muay Thai, and it's bones, but that's because I'm bony. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but it's a it's compliment in this case. So, all right, yeah, all the stuff that I used to get made fun of, like in high school for like being being skinny and bony, it's all great in Muay Thai. That's <laughs> <So laughs> so, good. Those
2: bombs. Yeah, exactly. Throw those bones. <laughs> <laughs> them, them elbows. Exactly. Ouch. So <laughs> we have a question we've been asking and just debating in general. Um, First, the first one was like, does pineapple belong on pizza? We firmly established yes, it does. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad you said that
3: because uh, I,
2: I agree. Um, I don't even like it on pizza, but I'm a firm believer that you have the right to have it yeah, on pizza. Because Abel, Abel hates
0: it. Well, um, have
3: you had – okay, at Noble, Noble Pie Parlor, they have uh, – it's um, prosciutto, jalapeno, barbecue sauce, pineapple – and that it's amazing super fucking good it's amazing you should definitely the barbecue, try it barbecue yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay that's good I have to try that out next no, time will holler at deliver please yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I saw some post that they were uh, they're having Guy Fieri in or something they did a couple of weeks they ago did, or they yeah, did okay yeah, they already yeah. did mm-hmm. yeah yeah People love to hate that guy. It's very interesting.
0: Those bleach tips, man. Well, that.
3: Yeah, he looks like uh, a bloated Sugar Ray, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs>
0: very
2: true. I mean, the guy enjoys himself, though. Yeah, he's, I, I heard he's a really nice guy. Yeah, I have like, nothing very, against very him. very, very nice. Me, too. Like, like, I don't.
3: I actually. I, like,
2: sometimes I'll watch that show mm-hmm. if there's nothing else on. I'm so, chilling. Especially with
0: his flame bowling shirts on. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean,
3: the style—he loses a lot of style points, but I've heard that he's very nice. But also,
2: like, that's definitely—I feel like lots of dudes in LA look like that that or like that. Like, (laughs) it's like a that Uh, like. 90, 80s, 90s, like punk kind of like ska. He probably listens to this, love Sublime a lot, kind of guy.
3: <laughs> and it's it's uh, guys who who are wealthy, so they're rich enough to where nobody's ever told them that their style sucks. Their styles whack. <laughs> yeah. I know
0: one person exactly, exactly like that. So I'm not gonna put them on blast, but of course, no names. <laughs> no, super uber rich, and all I've seen him in is in a. Uh, Like just like a thin, one thin gold chain, Um, like simple, classy, and nothing but like flame bowling shirts. Yeah. And then he'll have more, he has more money than I could ever phantom. So like, and it's wild. Fathom. I wasn't going to say. Phantom. You guys should correct me because that's why I take pictures. I don't, I can't read. (laughs)
2: that's <laughs> okay I'm, he can people read. don't people he just don't read You <laughs> just I mean you read more than most people I do <laughs> you have books yeah.
0: and shit yeah, I got a lot of books but yeah
3: I'm getting worse at reading uh <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I'm developing like dyslexia, I think. I'm really? Like, yeah, like flip words around and stuff. Like
0: we'll blame all the preservatives
3: in the food. Something like that, man. And all this, all this screen time and all this all swipe that blue light. and scroll. That might, have, mm-hmm. that
2: might or hurt it. Yeah. The blue light. I have to take. I know you have to. Mm-hmm. I have to take breaks from the screen. Or yeah,
0: like... yeah. Not I get. I get so much migraines, especially like my nine to five in front of a screen, photography, like yeah. editing, and then like doing the radio show and stuff like that. It's so much, and sometimes it's just like you just wake up with like it's I'm kind of my vision's all blurry. I'm like I can't even drive today. Yeah, until like a couple hours, and then the migraine hits, and then it's a lot of coffee.
3: Yeah, to get that out of and then the, if you don't drink coffee, your headache is like three times as worse. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a crazy caffeine
2: withdrawal. Yeah, maybe <laughs> this is the coffee doing this because I don't have this, mm-hmm. but I don't drink
0: coffee. No, but like coffee helps. It's the caffeine in the coffee, so that's why when you too uh, bear or whatever there's caffeine in there and it helps with migraines
2: But I mean, maybe it's the lack of the coffee that's causing the, or the caffeine
0: so i should drink more coffee
2: you should drink well should I, drink. I drink plenty of coffee that's no like sure. the caffeine is causing your lack you know you have so much caffeine and uh-huh. when you don't have it you get a headache maybe that's what's causing
0: it no i just think when it's like i am like 20 hours for 20 hours maybe a maybe day more for time. four days maybe you
2: spend more time Ugh. on screens yeah, yeah, you got to like. That's worse it than me, man. No, like because a, like some getting twelve on a because like day. some
0: sometimes the, so the nine to five that's eight right off the bat. Yeah, I get home and like um like right now especially like I'll probably have a migraine like next couple of days, but I'm I had two weddings back to back I shot, so it's just like all this like time to edit and you gotta get one of, of those
2: screen things that like cancels out
0: the light. So the screen I t- I took them both off the blue light, but still your eyes get so tired.
1: Mm-hmm. You need more sleep.
0: Yeah, but with then with the
2: baby. Health, bro. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Self care. <laughs> we had that whole conversation. I know,
0: but it's only a little bit of time that I'm like this busy, and it's like, you know, it's nothing too crazy. After like the next week, I'll be fine.
2: Well, the next, the other question besides pineapple and pizza—that was a tangent. Yeah. Which is a resounding yes. <laughs>
3: I mean, was, against it is not, simple. Minded. I don't understand. It's like, simple yeah, mindedness. Like, like you don't have to have
2: it on your pizza.
1: Exactly. Like people like, why are, are, yeah you? It's Like, like gay those guys, guys at uh, uh, New, New York <laughs> Pizza. <doesn't lie. laughs>
3: They're like, you know, no, don't even ask about pineapple.
2: We'll slap you in the face.
1: Make like, sure you fold it right. Yeah, exactly. Calm down, bro. It's pizza.
2: What's the next one? The other one was the hot dog is the same thing uh-huh and we we agreed that it was not it's
0: not okay and then uh what's the, the peanut butter
2: the, so this the, the one around now is how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich what kind of bread do you use what kind of jam do you the put ratio. anything else on it
3: okay um so you know this might be a little weird i <laughs> i would probably choose if i could make it perfectly how i want i would use uh i would use potato bread and like then I country potato bread yeah like and that. then I would do I'll do peanut butter on both both pieces of bread but then I do uh, jam and it's probably gonna be raspberry jam okay to Ooh, tell you okay. the truth okay. and I'll do it only on one side because I can't I can't have too much jam that's no. the, uh,
2: that's how I, I... I'm mm. pretty much the same. I just use different bread, but mm-hmm. peanut butter both sides. Are you using that
3: jam. the natural peanut butter that that the kids are crazy about <laughs> no, these I'm days? Still old school, you? using Skippy. Peter Pan Skippy. Skippy. Yeah, okay. like
2: creamy Skippy. Uh-huh. I'm good with that. I mean, I, for a while I was buying all natural peanut, but it's so much more expensive. It really is <laughs> like,
3: all natural. Anything like
2: I was like peanut butter is one of the things I can't like. I don't eat it that often to for pay me that to extra justify bump. being like. I'm gonna pay five extra dollars for this. It's yeah. I do get like the at work I have like the, I get like the natural jams. I get the strawberry. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Strawberry is my jam. Yeah.
3: Doesn't the <laughs> Smucker's lady live out here? What? Like, yeah. I think I didn't
0: so. know that. Dude, I wanna do some research.
2: Yeah, you should. I, on the <laughs> trying to get it straight from the source. <laughs> I think I think so. Don't I wonder what the though. number one one jam is. Cause Cause I, I feel like, I else? mean, like flavor, like grape, oh. strawberry, raspberry, peach. Because I mm. like, I bet grape for. What do you think? Maybe grape or strawberry is probably about those. those yeah, sure. those two. But like, I know a lot of people who like peach or like raspberry. Mm-hmm. Like my whole family just uses peach. What about apricot? Jam? All right, apricot.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't like when they have like the peel, like orange peel in the jam. I don't like any sort of debris. I'm not not with it. (laughs)
1: Um,
3: What about those? What about the? The peanut butter that comes with the jelly slots in it—that's like it. a, a little too that. weird. That's, no, like yeah, super that's processed. I, I, like, yeah, that's processed. Yeah, I like—I
2: like to
0: that's have fake. my control over my peanut butter.
3: Yeah, yeah, well, I like, this is just too artificial. Yeah, that's worlds colliding
2: in the wrong, <laughs> the yeah, wrong kind of way. I'm not for that. Yeah, mm. but that's I do—I do
0: like when they have it in the tubes though. Sometimes I Oh yeah,
2: yeah. No, I have. Yeah, I get it—the the jelly in the tube sometimes too. Oh they do. Oh okay. So you just squeeze it. Yeah. Because yeah. then you get like nice even mm-hmm. amount. I feel like you control it better. Yeah.
0: And it's like it's like especially at work, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just very easy. That's it's ne-
2: That's some next level. <laughs> <It's like> space <laughs> age technology.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what, yeah, that's what NASA's. The astronauts with. used this in nineteen sixty seven. Well uh, tell us about yourself, Sean. You're from Reno, right? Um yes.
3: Uh but well I mean I I was born in Fullerton, and I uh, up until sixth grade I lived in Joshua Tree with my oh, okay. my mom's side of the family, mm-hmm. and then in sixth grade I moved up to Reno to be with my dad. Um, and so from sixth grade onward, I I was in I was a Reno native. So for me, whenever I if the way I think of it is, yeah, I'm, I'm from Reno. Like okay. I'm I'm a Reno native. That's went what I tell read. people. Went to read. Went okay. to Mendive. I was the first official graduate okay so class. you were a year Start... behind me yeah exactly okay
2: so you guys you started in seventh grade yes you went all the way through nice yes that's cool are all you right. jealous you, you <laughs> seem I mean... a little jealous
3: that's okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh i have great memories of men dive. eighth grade me was too. awesome it was the peak i always joke with my students i've never been as cool as i was in eighth grade I just, <laughs> i've been all ever since i've got less cool and dumber ever since
3: <laughs> you know i, I Eighth grade might have been a high point for me too, just as <laughs> far as like overall wittiness and and goofiness. And you just
2: you know everything. Mm-hmm. You're like you feel like you're at your peak athletically because you just you just got all that oh, testosterone. That didn't, that didn't happen for me. Yeah, it like, <laughs> was like all you know, just like testosterone and just aggressive, and you know everything. I don't know. Maybe I was just.
1: I, was I think it, asshole. it wasn't
3: until uh, sophomore year in high school that I like broke 110 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, bones has been bones his whole life. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, exactly. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> so
2: if you're from here, what took you back down yeah. to L.A. school?
3: Yeah. Um, so okay, I I went to UNR and that's where I got uh, my useless English degree <laughs> uh, and a, a history minor, which which I I still use Look to this you. day. I, mm-hmm. I love history, man. I think teacher. it's. Yeah. I could, <laughs> I could, but would I? <laughs> I got to see what the end of your experience looks like. So I, don't do it. I, I got I to gotta gather more research. Whatever you're doing is better <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> um. So, uh, for the next couple of years after my post, or I went through the post grad blues thing. And I was working as an account manager for a diesel engine component manufacturer and distributor. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You were t- I heard that snore oh. almost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. Um, so I I was put in a position where I was talking to to rednecks who were making me feel stupid because I didn't know enough about diesel engines, and I was like, okay, I can't I can't be in this position. Um, and so I started like. Uh, sort of looking for graduate programs and I decided I wanted to try to write screenplays because um, my background was more in journalism and writing short stories and so I had this <laughs> it was such a stupid idea I was like well I want to make money writing screenplays and then I'll just do all my other stuff like on the side it, and it's you know, it's the most naive idea ever. <laughs> it was all the stuff on the side
0: was making money. Yeah, the exactly. All the my side
3: stuff uh, is is way more profitable than my screenwriting. <laughs> yes. That's how it um, usually is. But it ended up, uh, I really think it ended up kind of saving my, saving my life. Um, so what happened was uh, during my last year at the diesel engine component place, um, I wasn't doing any work there. All I was doing, I was writing my screenplay.
1: <laughs>
3: and, uh, so work, you were working. You were work. working. Uh, yes, and uh, props to Stefano for keeping me around for as long as he did. Uh, he didn't want to fire me, though, because I think he didn't want me collecting unemployment. <laughs> um, so, it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> so eventually, uh, I applied to all these schools, and I ended up getting into Chapman, which was... It's a it's a pretty good school um, out in uh My friend's Orange wife County. went there. Yeah, they have, they have a few good programs. That, uh, they have a good... Uh, they have a decent law school. They have good good marketing department and stuff like that it's a good little private school but it's it's very interesting um so i i took the offer um and i you know took a year to just kind of save up and uh you know be able to save up for the move and so i just bartended and, and waited tables for a year but i like drank the entire time and like Enjoyed yourself? I did enjoy myself way too much, and it, I was working at Silver Peak, so... Oh. Um, it was at a time when, like, everybody... All of our
2: friends worked there. Yeah, mm, exactly. That was, that was like, spot Joe, downtown. Sloop, uh, Soup, Soup, Joe, Corey. Corey uh, Robbie, and...
3: Yeah, Joe, mm-hmm. uh, all those people. Yeah, so Grayson, imagine, Grayson. <laughs> imagine trying to be, like, responsible... With a bunch <laughs> of your friends. With, with working with those people. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, like, just threw myself into that scene for a year and just, you know, got... Got really drunk and 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 worked a lot of serving shifts. Um,
0: but I feel that's like the service industry
2: in general, right?
0: Yeah, you know, like we know a lot of service industry people, and they're just like, like, like you, like always having fun working and making that because you
2: work hard. It's hard work. It
0: is. It's, it's stressful a- too. Yeah, stressful. Which and it doesn't has need space.
3: to be. I used to be so wound wound up so tight. Like, I think like because I waited tables for the better part of ten years. I think that uh, it took a few years off my life. Well, just, yeah, dealing with... <laughs> with the people. With the assholes, like, Yeah, because people
2: are such... So, they treat you like fucking servants sometimes. They treat you like shit. Even if it's,
3: like, your friend, it'll be like, Hey, how's it going, man? Oh, hey, how's it going? Can I get a cider ranch?
2: <laughs> it's super like, awkward having those is, interactions it is super awkward.
3: I would hate when friends and family would come in and sit in my section... Because I'd be like, I want to sit with you. I don't want to wait on you. Right. And so people just didn't understand that. So I'd always
2: get friends and family. It's easier to say what's up and come mm-hmm. by and say hi when you're not there, sir. Yeah. But it was hilarious
3: because I'd give them the worst service out of all my tables because I'm going to give my family and friends the worst
2: right. so I can take care of everybody it. Yeah, else. exactly. they're the, they're ones, the that, ones that are going to They're, they're going to understand, playing. hopefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I went in Silver Peak last mm-hmm. week, and I didn't know anyone there. And I was like, this is kind of sad. <laughs> like I used, yeah. like as yeah, long as this place is open, I yeah. always knew like most of the bartenders, mm-hmm. the servers, the yep. people who work there. Yeah. Now it's I'm just wild. old. And then those people, there's like, yeah. I'm like, there's a new batch of 20-somethings working here. But
0: it's crazy because I think they finally switched a little bit of the menu because I felt the menu was the same. For decades. Oh,
2: God. They need <laughs> it. Those I've been guys. eating there forever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: and I think they finally like, got like a couple of different items on there. As long as that.
2: they got the barley crusted chicken, I'll be good. That one's good. Yeah. The
0: Santa Fe was my jam.
2: Santa Fe? All right. That
3: one, That was all right. Yeah. I, everybody called the barley uh crusted chicken sandwich they called it the barley encrusted chicken sandwich (laughs) it's like it it's not you you see it on the menu it's not it's not encrusted what's not like jewels (laughs) 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 crust Mm. bejeweled the wings were
0: awesome there too all the time
3: their wings were good if you did them especially if you did them grilled uh yeah. yeah, they had some good stuff. They had good like drunk food
2: for sure, mm-hmm. and it, it was it was more expensive. about the beer. It was yeah, expensive. It was an, it wasn't it sports always on, all and the that time. was the first bar down there. Like yeah. mm-hmm. people forget yeah. before downtown and midtown, mm-hmm. there was just Silver Peak in the movie theater.
0: Yeah, because what else? was before Silver Peak again? It was like it was something else. A bunch of
2: other stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it was I like forgot. an art gallery or mm-hmm. something, and then it was a some sort of restaurant that closed. Yeah.
0: But Silver Peak has lasted the test
2: of time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so it was the movie theater opened and then Silver Peak opened mm-hmm. and then Tap House. And, but that was all that was down there for the longest time. That's it.
0: Time. Yeah. Tap House and like those three. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's definitely the best spot I've worked. Well, actually, scratch that. Sierra Tap House is the best spot I've ever worked awesome awesome
2: and i forgot you worked there bartending
3: yeah. there was great because you could be an asshole to people because they were you know it's it's a rowdy college bar um so you know if you had to you you could you could be a dick to people and that for me that was fun uh, <laughs> but uh, silver peak was also one of my favorite jobs just because it was it, you know, it was like a mom and pop thing And I I really uh, I like Trent and Dave They're, they're both cool um, It took Trent forever to get my name right He called me Stan forever But then that became my drunken alter ego Stan, Stan. Stan. That's good <laughs> See, if you
2: have a drunken alter ego That, needs, that means you've lived a good life yes, Yeah, but it un- also
3: means you need to take care of your problems, <laughs> <laughs> Which I did a year and a half ago <laughs> Mine's Ernesto Ernesto?
2: Yeah, mine's, er- yeah mine's Ernesto Ernesto. But Ernesto hasn't come out. That's the thing. I haven't seen Ernesto. In a he long he time. doesn't
0: come out in a very long. And like it's good, you know. Yeah, like I said, like you got to fix your problem. Yeah, yeah
3: you got to work <laughs> through it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's
0: like it's like a mental thing, you know. It's the alter ego that comes out.
3: Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh huh. For sure. And but, it, and it always wants to come out uh, when you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Because that's when you're. It's like um. Uh, it's like the Hulk and Banner, you know. Because like instead of like being angry, kind of like sets the pressure off being drunk. Let's down your guard so then you're like
3: all the inhibitions are low like you'll tell tell somebody what you've been thinking for the past 12 years
2: (laughs) about them like why did i do that yeah Yeah. that's the best part about getting older not like i never wake up on like a saturday or sunday morning like why did i say that never yeah, yeah i haven't felt That way in years, it's great, it's a great feeling. That's good,
0: you got to be confident in your stroke.
3: Well, I had know? to quit drinking for that to happen to me, <laughs> but you're, you're a responsible man who, who knows his limitations, so I'm glad you were able to. It took reach a long that. time, yeah. yeah. It took, I mean, it took like 15 years yeah. <laughs> of experimentation, yeah, yeah,
0: knowing yeah. you're pushing the limits all the time. Oh, yeah, but uh, so you saved up for a year, yeah, bartending. saved
3: up for a year bartending and uh. You know, I just moved. I did the move out there, and where'd you
0: first move to out there?
3: Garden Grove. Okay. okay. It was. Oh, okay. it was one of the worst cities yeah. I've ever lived in. And uh, I got. That's I got a good screwed. spot to start. I feel like
2: when you move to LA, you have to live somewhere shitty. Oh, yeah. To like get to know the city and, and like, know yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, Once again,
0: limits.
3: Yeah, and so I was in Orange County, which you know it's it's uh, south from LA, and it's kind of outside of the. The movie scene per se so it was a good little spot to incubate but it was interesting um coming out here and so garden grove is like i i came out not having a place to live um i just had a bag and i was sleeping on my friend katie bacham's couch well, for for katie. Uh, to katie. yeah she's great she damien. <laughs> I, the people people owe her for and damien for so them we, letting... <laughs>
0: we call it the it's the Bachum Halfway House. Yes. When everyone first moves to LA, they live exactly. with them until they get established and can start paying their own rent. I know you
4: live with them. That's I so I didn't live with
3: that. I had the shortest stay. I think I only stayed for like three days. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So because I I had to find a place to live, mm-hmm. um, and you know I was going through orientation and then looking for a place out here, and I I had to take the first place I I found, and what it was was, it was a house that was split up into four studios. And so mine was like a bedroom that had this shit, like kitchen in the corner. And I'm living around all these like older, older people who, uh, you know, it, it might've been true that they've like not made great decisions to end <laughs> up there. And uh, so I'm there too. And I'm, I'm questioning my decision <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and uh, so they're, they're, you know i'm going to orientation and grad school at chapman is is crazy too because at orientation one of the guys uh one of the main professors of the program comes out and he's a he's a total asshole um and he's like take a look like at all these people right here he's like um you need to pick who you're gonna work with right now and, and work continue to work with them throughout the next two years like, to make something worthy. And, like, you just put all this pressure on <laughs> right off the, orientation, right off the school bat. Orientation they are
2: like, pick a stranger right just now to depend your success people. on. Yeah, we're
3: all, like, mortified. <laughs> and uh, then they show us this, this – uh, they showed us Chapman's most famous short film, and it was this musical that this uh, girl put together. And it was really – it was kind of weird, uh, the setup, because, like, it's it, – it's supposed to go back into the 1940s. And so um, this girl, her boyfriend dies in, in combat. And then her, his brother comes into the, to the picture and he's in love with her <laughs> <laughs> and so like nobody even brings up the fact that this is kind of weird that <laughs> <this> <laughs> his little like brother is going I just after. to say it's like
2: pearl harbor <laughs> 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 yeah. oh yeah.
3: yeah it could be exactly like that <laughs> actually i should have fucking made that connection <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh but who wouldn't love Kate though? <laughs> and so I'm the whole thing about the 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 movie was that the killers did the soundtrack for it and it Ooh. was, it was when they're like popular and this, this, uh, girl was from Vegas. And so it, it became this huge deal. Um, I, I was watching this movie and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> this the is best easily life. like, th- this is horrible. And then, you know, I'm bringing up like, well, it is kind of weird that his little brother went after his older, his dead older brother's Widow, fiance. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Nobody seemed to, to see the problem with that.
0: When did that come out? Did it come out at the same time? I'm so curious about this Pearl Harbor. <laughs> it's, it's too it's too
3: close. Oh, you know what? It, it, probably, it I'm sure it came out like years the same after year. that. Yeah, I mean. Or,
0: that was her favorite movie. We need to ask her.
3: But that's that was the thing Like you learned or I learned real quick off the bat about Chapman is that a lot of these fi- film schools have a brand or a reputation, and one of them... For Chapman was that their films look really good, but the story is not good. Okay, okay.
2: Um, Maybe it's because the guy tells you guys to pick a random stranger to to bank your future on. <laughs> the first day, it could day. be
3: that. It could be that. <laughs> uh, they really favored directors at this school. Um, so directors were basically like the rock stars. Um, screenwriters got shitted on. Like we would have to surrender our work to these people, or or try to write. Uh, stuff that the directors would want to shoot, you know, and and try to, try to appease them. But it was, it was weird. They should have been more concerned with story, which that's where the writers are going to help. Um, because Chapman's reputation is that it looks good, but the story sucks. So but just think they if just they had best of both worlds just Yeah, exactly. That. Exactly. That's next level thinking <laughs> that hopefully Chapman can They're not smart and strong. So. <laughs> I agree, Chapman. Let's go.
2: Um But uh yeah, so how was the process for you like with the screen? Like how did it go once you got there? Uh,
3: I crashed and burned at first, which is what I always do. Um, I always fall flat on my face. Um, so what happened was I got in this class with Barry Blaustein, and he was Eddie Murphy's writer on uh, on SNL, and uh, he co-wrote Coming to America and uh, yeah. both Nutty Professor movies. Um, so he was the guy I was looking forward to the most. And he's just this old style Hollywood guy. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he made it out of the me too movement alive. <laughs> I'm surprised that there are no allegations on him. <laughs> just kidding. He's a real, he's a really good, kid. but, uh, so he, he directed this movie called the ringer with Johnny Knoxville. Oh yeah. Right? That movie. Yeah. And so on the first day of class, I made fun of that movie, <laughs> not knowing that he directed it, oh. or maybe I read it and it was in the back of Sublimole. my mind, and yeah, it just came out, and I, I was like, I don't want my, because we were pitching ideas, and I was like, I, I just wouldn't want my idea to be like that horrible movie, The Ringer, and he was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I know that movie, I made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you could seriously hear a pin drop in class. The and, Red Baron uh, strikes again. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And he hated me like a bastard for the rest of the semester. Um, and I even have a friend. He He's like, I still tell that story. Yeah. To this, to that's, this that's, day. A, that's a tight one. It's, so it's, like a, it's like fresh out of a movie. It, it's, it gave me some pretty sweet uh, street cred right off the Dude, bat. Dude, <laughs> going in hard against your yeah. teacher? Oh, that but movie he, fucking sucks. He fucking destroyed me. Oh, the movie I made. Like, my first, uh, like the first draft, I had to turn in the first 30 pages of my script. And he just completely shitted on it. He was like, "Oh, he was he was saying awful things. Like, I think you're wasting your time." He said something about, "I think you need to go back home and like build fences." I don't know why he said that either. I never told him that I was a fence builder, which I'm not. Uh, I don't know if it was a metaphor for something. But uh, (laughs) this is so awesome. He was uh, he was so yeah. He just hated me, and Um. then so i I worked really hard, worked my ass off. I was the last person to get my outline approved, so the last person to actually start writing my pages. But I ended up being the first person who finished their their script and uh he by the end of it, when I turn in the the final version, he's like sitting with the class, and he's like. You know, I got to say, Sean, I really wanted to hate this. And uh, you made it really difficult. Like, So he (laughs) he wanted to hate it so bad, (laughs) but he ended up loving it. And, you know, it was just a really good... It was such a cool journey with him. And I'm still friends with him today. Uh, I'll meet with him for lunch, uh, you know, once every few months. And he's just great to talk to because he's been through it all. Mm -hmm. Like... All this shit that I'm going through right now, he's got a story for it, and he's got he's usually got great advice.
2: Yeah,
0: so he's like a mentor. No, yeah, exactly. now, now a good mentor, dude. That's awesome.
3: Exactly. And even though
2: you shit on his film, <laughs> even though I shit on his film,
3: <laughs> see, I don't know. I uh, I can come back from it. Like, no matter how bad I start with my foot in my mouth, I can. Pretty much usually come back from it.
0: That's good because you learn from your <laughs> That's mistakes. It's a good skill. Yeah. Like. A lot of yeah. people can't. A lot of people can't yeah. do what you can do. That's <laughs> everyone, good. Messes, you, everyone messes up sometimes. Everybody it's
2: does. like, you try to do what you're talking about. Yeah. You gotta take a L. It's oh, a yeah. To bounce back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: it's kind of like uh, professional comedians. Some of them are even funny after they tell a shit joke. Like, just the way, like Mitch Hedberg was really good at. Cause he'd be like, here's a joke. And he'd be like, ah, oh, fuck that sucked. Like, uh, <laughs> let's, let's do the next one. Mm-hmm. And just the way he keep would going. do it is so funny. Like just it, by owning it and, and, you know, not letting it. And this knowing is your this mistake. Is you very know? sound advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But it is true. Like I, I always learn from my lumps. Uh, need to Like you I know? have to
0: do stuff physically. Yep. Like you could tell me all the jargon you want all like, I'll keep it in my mind. But then when I physically do it and I I make a mistake, cool, tell me I made the mistake, I'll fix it. So I can
2: do it over – yeah, like same thing. Like Mm. people are afraid of feedback. I'm always like, no, give me – I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing until Mm. you tell me it's wrong. If it's wrong, I'll address it. Exactly. But like if it's not – like if if no one's telling me I'm doing something wrong,
3: I'll I'm just going to keep, keep
2: doing, doing, it. doing it wrong. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. and they got to tell you right away too. Cause if, mm. if I'm doing something for an entire day and then you tell me at the very end that I'm doing one part of it wrong, it's like, why didn't you tell me at the beginning, <laughs> at the beginning, just get it over with. It's yeah. just tough.
0: Cause a lot of people, they can't, can't, they can't uh, take that criticism. Yeah. And they, and then it breaks them down and then they, they, they get do defensive. Worse. Yeah. And then it's, yeah. I'm always like, all right, cool. Uh, you told me that. Okay all right i'll fix it
3: well that's uh being a writer uh i i i need feedback like the worst thing if i send you something to read and you're my friend probably the worst thing you could come back to me with is just like i liked it that's it no definitely no way you were i want to hear curta- like mm-hmm. yeah. i want to hear what you thought what you struggled with what questions you had like you know like uh
2: you got to find people like mm-hmm. when we were practicing for the podcast, we would like just record practicing and send it. We sent it to friends and like we picked people who listened to podcasts, but also were critical. And we're going to be honest. Yes. With us. Mm-hmm. And like we got a lot of good feedback from that and, you know, adjusted because of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And you know, we didn't want them to be like, oh, it's ready. awesome. You know, like, really? Yeah. This is our first time we ever yeah. did it. It's probably mm-hmm. not awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, because I always get mad, too, when I ask people, like, what do you think about this photograph? You know? And they're like, "Oh, it's really good." And I was like, "No, what do you think about it?" Like, yeah, like, you almost can't
2: ask your friends and family to critique yeah, art, your it's, art.
3: it's pretty much wasted time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, especially family. Like. Ugh. <laughs> so it's like you know
2: with students, you know I want to support the artistic so like I'm always supportive, but then like I critique as well so they, that's great because if you don't critique, I feel like they don't take you seriously mm-hmm. and then they're gonna think
3: that everything they do is great and that's, where you're, <laughs> yes. yeah. that's yeah. where you're fucked yes that's where you're uh, fucked.
0: not everything's good on the first draft no
2: have um, you always mm-hmm. so have you always been creative like when you were younger, did you write or do anything other creative outputs?
3: Yeah, I was definitely creative from a a young age. Um, I made like a little. I made a magazine in elementary school, like uh, Like it was handmade. Yeah, it was like handmade, and I made like ten of them and like passed them out at school. And it was all like, what was it about? It was. I was a comic book nerd when I was a kid, okay. so it was all, like, comic book-related shit, um, you know, and uh, I had my friend Martel d- do the drawings, and I did the, you know... The writing? The, the writing and uh and it was cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, right? Yeah, um, and it's funny, because, like, I was way in the comic books back then, but now I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not into the superhero, like, genre.
0: What was your genre? Um.
3: You mean right now? Or, like,
0: as a kid and how it's changed?
3: So, I mean, I, I loved superheroes as a kid. I loved X-Men. You know, I I had all the Marvel trading cards, too. I oh, would even I go forgot. deep cut. <laughs> I have those, too. I completely yeah. forgot about those are great. And they had all their, like, strength levels and Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah. Uh, those were
2: awesome. Um, Being a kid in the 90s, X-Men was fucking hot. Dude, dude X-Men.
3: X-Men was the shit. The Oldering. cartoon
2: and the, the co- like, they had two, they had the break, because they started the X-Men over, like... They had Uncanny X Men, the new X Men, and then they had the comic, the cartoon too. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, the cartoon was a big deal. I remember I I loved it. I watched I it, it a lot. And
0: uh... wasn't there only like one or two seasons or something? No, there was five. There was five.
2: I just watched the video about
0: it the really? other day. I feel when I was a kid, I kept seeing repeats all the time and getting getting annoyed.
2: Like Fox was super cheap at first, and then like because I think like this one of the seasons has like forty episodes, but then all the other seasons have like fifteen. Oh dang! Or ten, yeah. Yeah, it's like
3: what happened there. <laughs> it's just silly. they like,
2: like, but uh like a, a couple of the people who were worked on that TV show like still work with Marvel now and were involved with the movies. Oh, yeah. So like they and they sense. took a lot of stories mm-hmm. from like from the the cartoon now and they've been in the comics because they're so good. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I remember the. You know, maybe I didn't have much of a sensibility for it at age like. 12 but i remember like the drama of that show like felt very real yeah oh like in the relationships hmm. there's like a love triangle between like <laughs> yeah. cyclops wolverine and jean gray yeah i was like ooh, this is like this life is complicated <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Exactly. laughs> and then you
0: got the young hip girl jubilee oh, yeah. like, struggling
3: s- with, with her identity yeah and looking straight 90s with like yeah. the
0: yellow and those sunglasses like i was like damn that looks tight
3: yeah. yeah, it was funny how she was, like, your way into the X-Men because she's, like, the newcomer. That's mm-hmm. definitely a, a literary trope uh, where, you know, the new person, you're seeing it through their eyes. They do it in Mad Men, too, where uh, Elizabeth Moss, she's the new girl on the first day Peggy. in the pilot yeah. episode, Peggy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I kind of I like that kind of stuff I like.
0: It's good. Yeah, cuz I, I just it's funny I just rewatched it again that season. Mad Men? Yeah, oh, so good. I love it. I like there's like shows I'll rewatch every like couple years again and that's like one of them. It's like Oz, uh The Wire. Oz? Yeah. I got to
3: get into Oz. I've actually only seen a handful of
2: episodes. Dude, it's
0: the the writing there, it's fantastic cuz it's just like like a bunch of different stories well that was and that
2: was like the first hbo show that mm-hmm. you know like you could make tv like now tv shows like that are, are yeah. common so it was like that the, was the
0: first one it was like the wire was like the one that was like stood out and then like oz and then sopranos was yeah
1: like, mm-hmm.
3: sopranos yeah. is is uh my my personal favorite mm-hmm. out of all those but uh all of those shows you mentioned are huge hugely influential and mm-hmm. still up there still to this day yeah to this day mm-hmm. uh you know top five A top few of those five yeah
2: just like the wire soprano. wow, like Sopranos. like you watch the sopranos mm-hmm. like it's just good right? Like it's good it's writing great, yeah it's great and
3: writing. it doesn't tell you what to think mm-hmm. like that's what i love about it but it's also hilarious because it's like people really want to glorify tony soprano um but it's like the show never tries to glorify him. Like you look in that seedy strip club where he's conduct, where he's holding court. It's like I don't want to spend any amount of time in there.
2: Right. Like I feel like the first season kind of sets him up to be like this great like character that you, and then
1: uh-huh. it just like
2: disappoints you. Like you're Absolutely. like this guy. It doesn't have it all together. Yeah. He's fucking. He like fucks up a bunch. Oh, <laughs> and keep fucking yeah, up and yeah, like yeah. doesn't ever. You know, everything works out perfectly for him to be the boss and everything and you're like, "Oh, it's kind of, you know, cuz like The Godfather, a lot of mafia movies are like that." Yeah. And then it totally does not go the way you think it's going to yeah. go the rest of the time. I exactly. think that's why it's such a I good show. Exactly. I love
3: that. Yeah, I love that. And I love that he's he's in New Jersey and he's perfectly content getting scraps from the bigger families mm-hmm. and then, you know, he lords over the scraps. I think it's it's very you know i think it's a brilliant choice for that character right mm-hmm. a brilliant choice too to not be like here's more new york mafia guys that you've seen a million times mm-hmm.
2: yeah it, i mean it, it, it's, it's a, so there's good. a reason why it's such a fucking yeah
3: exactly oh yeah. yeah it's there's there's so many so many memorable characters so many memorable moments uh, it's it's
2: funny like when you talk about shows and movies like like sometimes i just think with my students i'm like I want you, you. should watch certain shows and movies just because of the life, like what it teaches, shows you in life. And I think The Sopranos is definitely one of them because it doesn't mm-hmm. glorify. It doesn't glorify a lot of things that like young kids do glorify. Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly, and that's what's important. And I think I remember uh, seeing one of your Facebook posts, and you, you were talking about that cribs with Mariah Carey, and you're like, <laughs> it's important for people to see that that celebrities are insane. <laughs> <laughs> They're not real people. Just coming out of the tub. Like right.
2: 30 changes like yeah. it's just like a certain level of absurdity. Yes, because it's your existence is absurd.
3: Exactly. <laughs> True. Feel, it's like Bill <laughs> Murray always says it? like you want
2: to be rich and famous, try being just rich first. <laughs> yeah. That'll probably be all you need. That's yeah.
3: yeah. Well, Bill Murray's interesting. I mean, uh i've I've heard crazy stories about him like like he's kind of he could be an asshole if, if you're in a argument with him and he's he'll just like punch motherfuckers in the face like that's where he's <laughs> from and uh yeah i feel yeah
2: he's just a regular dude
3: exactly from i think he's from chicago too right yeah and mm-hmm. uh so yeah definitely no nonsense which is cool <laughs> i think more people need to be like that nowadays um but uh yeah, he seems more like kind of down to earth. At least I always I uh, hear stories about how he'll like jump behind a bar that he's at and just start pouring
2: drinks, yeah. and, or like um, hang out with like a bunch of people, yeah. like yeah, who, like, like like some dudes like yeah, we bought him a drink and he came and drank with us all night afterwards.
3: That's what I'd be doing if I was right? a celebrity. Why, like, why
2: aren't why? all celebrities doing this and exactly. hanging
0: out and just being like doing fun awesome shit, shit. Yeah.
3: and and surprising people with your awesomeness? Like, I feel like
2: younger celebrities do that more, or athletes, mm-hmm. do yeah. that more than like more of the established mega rich like tom hanks isn't gonna do will smith's not gonna do that yeah Uh, will
0: Will smith i don't know he's he's pretty hilarious on his youtube thing
2: yeah but he's like (laughs) grandpa he's like fucking uncle phil (laughs) he's just giving everyone life advice all the time very true Have you uh,
3: <laughs> just turning into Uncle Phil? Have you been paying attention to OJ's Instagram? I
2: saw what he, talk- <laughs> he, no, he, talk- <laughs> he was talking. Or no, it's Twitter. What he was talking shit world. about six nine? ine
3: yeah. It's- yeah.
2: <laughs> He's like, motherfucker, I got away with double murder. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like OJ's. out here wildin'. <laughs> oh <OJ's laughs> you don't give so a shit. Uh, I almost need. Like I don't have a Twitter. But, like, my buddy does. Mine is, like, like so defunct. Yeah, like, I had one, and then I never used it. But I'm like, I always need one just to follow and see what's going on in the world, because so much stuff happens on Twitter now. Mm -hmm. I mean, the president fucking, like, you know? even his shenanigans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, politics and Uh major things are played out on Twitter. Yeah.
3: Twitter is crazy, though. Uh, I had one of my friends from film school. He's a cinematographer, and he... Uh, over the course of his uh, time at film school he he came out and you know that was cool and stuff and what happened was we're friends on Twitter and he, he gets really into like BDSM stuff and he doesn't change he doesn't get a new account for his BDSM stuff he just it's randomly just on, it on his Twitter on his Twitter and I see all of it and now I see a whole different side of this guy I had to unfollow him because I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to see that side of him, but it was so weird that, like, he didn't, like, have a a dummy account for that or, or, like, uh, an account to be doing that sort of stuff on.
2: Very, I mean. He was
3: putting it all out (laughs) there, too. And, and, hey, I mean, I was like, I wouldn't, I would have appreciated a little warning ahead of time.
2: Or just, like. Your private. I feel like you know social media is kind of like your public. Yes. Persona. Persona. Yeah. Absolutely. And I I mean, I kind of keep like my, my like private stuff. Like, I, yeah, I feel like there's certain lines you shouldn't. But well, people always put their personal stuff all day.
3: Yeah. Like... Oh man, it's it's pretty amazing uh, what some people share on there. But I mean, you know, I I can probably say like I I'll, I probably overshare at times, but I do. I make it a point to tell if something shitty happens too. I don't want it to make it Yeah, you wanna
2: be realistic.
3: Yeah, exactly. I I just wanna be truthful too, like now. Like I think right now the truth is like such a valuable commodity. And so if you can like live your life to to be righteous in, in that regard, that's it's the only way to protect yourself
2: right now. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you and you post a lot of Obs- I feel like observational things that are funny like do you do that as like like your way of right like yeah writing practice you know it's I do. kind of like writing like
3: it is or telling a joke yeah i've i love stand up comedy um i've only tried to do stand up a couple times um you know it, it's something i would have to work at to get good but uh on facebook it's cool cuz i can just tell a joke and see how it goes over um facebook has been a really amazing experiment for me. I have a few people who, you know, they, they canceled their account. I know a couple of writers, uh, fellow writers who just canceled their account cause they got tired of, um, you know, getting flack for this, that, and the third or whatever you get, you know, having such a, a diverse friend base on Facebook, you know, pretty much anything you say, you're going to piss. You could p- potentially piss somebody off if you're taking any sort of stance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, oh gosh, I I lost where I was at.
2: <laughs> With uh, posting on, on Facebook, like right oh now.
3: yeah, and so for me, it it you get to know your audience. Um, for me, uh, because when I first when I first was getting into grad school and getting out of grad school, I was pretty cynical. Um, going to grad school for film it killed the movie magic for me. Because uh, now I just see the strings and everything, and it's not that it's bad. I can still experience a great movie and and love it,
2: but you know it, it's it changed your. You've seen how it's made.
3: It, yeah, and you see the, like the phoniness and the fakeness, but there are still people doing honest work there. You know, and, and that's that's to be, that that's a good thing. But uh, for for Facebook, it's like. Somewhere along, the, somewhere down the line, you know, I, I pissed off a few people and got into some arguments with some friends over some dumb shit I'm saying on Facebook, you know, opinions that I'm handing out. Uh, and eventually I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to stop being so cynical. And uh, then I, I was I started trolling people and just being <laughs> super positive just because I wanted to see what, Let's just switch reaction. it up, yeah. Let's just switch it up and see what happens. And uh, you know, some people are like, "Oh, this is this is weird. This is not right." At first, and then I just kind of leaned into it. Like, I stopped. I stopped going after people. On, on social media like they say something i'm gonna make fun of them or say something i disagree with and i'm gonna like try to roast you i, I don't do any of that stuff anymore
2: um you know but I mean, people get famous and, like, they do they like, do i mean that's how Jesus and meryl started right like Jesus De- did get, sure. like getting in twitter fights with people oh all yeah the time.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's i i couldn't imagine what it would be like to to have that be what what your livelihood is, you know, like those professional trolls, they gotta be, it's, that's just gotta be bad for your soul. It's gotta
2: be bad for your mental health. That too.
3: That too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine. Um, and so, you know, just by being kind of forcing myself to be more positive, it kind of changed, changed my outlook. And, uh, you know, I, I stopped getting like, on you know, on Facebook, I stopped, Caring about what people thought, and I just wanted to like express myself honestly on there, make people laugh, think, or you know, laugh you if make, I can make you, you laugh, make cry, me laugh. or think. You definitely mm-hmm. make me laugh. Or think. <laughs> <laughs> on
2: a lot of the posts I see. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, uh. I mean, hey, and they can't all be gems either, and and uh, you know, you take a risk. Like I think the the most fun thing is is to take the risk. Like there there are too many. Uh, too many movies and, and, and things and, and piece of art that are coming out that are, it's just safe. You know what I mean? You're not taking any chances. Do you
2: think now that you've, you're have you involved a little bit more, do you think like the fakeness that people associate with Hollywood is true? Like Oh,
3: absolutely. 100%. Because it's all, it's mm-hmm. in social media too. Well, I was an assistant to a screenwriter um, my first year out of uh of Chapman and uh, you know so like she'd throw a party for people and um y- like you you see the projection of what people are putting out there and then when you see somebody doing their day to day thing and it's like oh here's this is the real this is who you are and then this is who you project and it's not always the same it's mm-hmm. not ne- it's pretty much never the same uh. But, you know, it's all about uh, Hollywood is a lot about perception um, and it's a lot about momentum or or buzz. Like if something is hyped or generate like we were talking about uh, on Facebook, mid 90s. I didn't get right. why that
2: we all yeah we uh, I thought it sucked. <laughs> Dude,
0: for me, like it's good because growing up, like riding BMX and stuff like that, it was nostalgic. It, it's nostalgic. It's like the same thing. Like you're just hanging out with your friends. You're like starting to drink early and stuff like that. Like to me, that wasn't like a new story. But I think it got so much buzz because the average person out there don't know doesn't know about that story. Yeah, and then so that's why it's like because oh, we this-
2: were all because he we were so hyped about it. You saw it. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I we never talked about. it. I saw it like a few months ago. Yeah, and I was like, this isn't that. Yeah, exactly. What's the big deal? Yeah, I was just. He like- happened to post about it like a week after mm-hmm. I watched it. I was like, dude, I just watched this movie. It was so like. I- it ended, and I was like, "That's it." Yeah,
3: yeah, and that ending mm-hmm. where he makes the video of the—that's such a cliche. Mm-hmm. That's been the ending. I was in like, that's, so many "That was movies.
2: like a," like I said, like a too long pilot for a yeah. show. Like that would have been good a good call. pilot for a, like a TV show or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was
0: just like I was like, yeah. So that's why like a lot of people, like I said, they they don't know that story. So it's just it's good that it's finally out there. But like I think uh, I talked to other BMX and skate friends about that that's seen it, and they're like. Yeah, we don't know anything special about that. That's like where yeah. we kind of like but lived it was a little bit.
2: Like going into it, like people were writing features on Jonah Hill and how the whole. Ooh, like- he's
3: a new. You know, he's the new standout director, and it's like, <laughs> Dude, it's I didn't see anything. I didn't no. see any directorial choices there mm-hmm. that made me be like, "Oh wow, yeah. this is great." It's
0: funny too because right now he he is trying to get more money than Batman. So he's going to be in like the new Batman. <laughs> who's he going to be?
3: Is he going to be the villain? Yeah,
0: I think so. And everyone projects, he's going to be either the penguin or the Riddler, <laughs> you know, but I, I'd but love he, to see him as a penguin. Yes. Personally. But, but he wants like 10 million or something like that. And the who's a- Batman, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. And then the average salary, I guess for, um, like your first time it's between three and 5 million for the hero. Like Brie Larson got five, I think. Um, i forgot Good for her yeah Good for and her. then like but three and five and he wants ten <laughs> or I mean, something ridiculous uh, i'm like oh my dude the roast you see when he was on like the roast thing it was funny they just can't make fun of his fatness it was <laughs> or his lack of it then going back and forth is pretty
3: funny. those roast that roast it was the james franco the james one right franco one, that's yeah. what yeah. The they're better pretty ones. funny uh-huh. yeah it is one of the better I ones. i just saw yeah.
2: an excerpt i saw blake griffin on the alec baldwin one yeah uh, and it was it was pretty fucking funny like yeah like, i'm surprised
0: they still like it always goes under the radar until like there's something like that that pops
2: it up goes spy- right, yeah because
0: right. they keep doing them every year and it's been going since the long ass time oh
3: yeah and then they do ones that aren't televised mm-hmm. and, and yeah. yeah that that shit's been going on since like the 50s yeah yeah so uh like, like how long have you it. been out in la now Oh geez. Okay, so I moved out 2014, so five Five years. Five years.
2: So, uh, what is your what's your what would be your ultimate goal if everything stacked exactly the way you wanted it?
3: Well, whenever whenever I start making plans, like reality likes to (laughs) likes to laugh at that because it's like I'll make a plan and then uh, you know, or or I'll want something and it's like you're not gonna get that, but you're gonna get this, and it's slightly shittier than you thought it would be but uh that's what you're gonna get and it's like oh well okay i'll take that Um, (laughs) i got no choice (laughs) so i you know my goal like i would love to be in a writer's room on a tv show that i respect that's like one percent of shows though like you know my dream job would be show up to write on atlanta that's, mm. that's my favorite show. Dude, like, it's so, it's so we were gonna ask I, it's We were so going to ask so you about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
2: mm-hmm. like, you know, as a writer, what are shows that you admire or like, you'd be like, Oh, I would love to write for that show.
0: Yeah. Cause we've already talked like all time. So like yeah. Sopranos and then like current. So Atlanta,
3: current uh, Atlanta. Um, I did, I watched minehunter that, that, uh, that one on Netflix mm-hmm. about the, the FBI program that it's, just starting out where they're profiling serial killers.
0: So, yeah, because I remember, did you watch the movie Mindhunter?
3: No, I watched the movie Manhunter, the okay. one with that's, uh, that was what, uh, it was made in the 80s by okay. the serial killer I think, one. Because I think
0: there was like a Mindhunter one, it had uh, Val Kilmer, like, oh, Cool J was in it. Oh. There was a couple yeah, other ones, and that. it's kind of like the same kind of thing as the Mindhunter. Oh, okay. Whether um, Val Kilmer is like a... <clears throat> A uh, famous FBI profiler. Yes, okay. And then so these new recruits come in. And then one other test is they go out to this, like he has this little town that he set up so they could like investigate uh, like a murder. And then that, like shit goes wrong and stuff like that. But it's like it's pretty interesting that it's like it's named the same and then a lot of people haven't seen that one.
3: Yeah, because I think the book that it's based off of because it's all its source material for the show because the profiler, mm-hmm. you know, wrote his book and he's, he's interviewed everybody like Charles Manson, uh, you know, just all these crazy serial killers. But the, yeah, the book was called Mind Hunter. and so I mean, I watched the show, I thought it was good. Uh, the first season was better than the second, um, and you could tell that they spent a lot of time, uh, with on the first season because you're making it as good as possible, so you, you, sell don't it. you don't
0: know, you don't know season two or three. Is exactly.
3: Kind of. And, uh, it's what happened with true detective where mm. season one of true detective is like fantastic, a perfect season almost of mm. television. And then season two completely rushed job. Cause mm. I think he spent like two years writing the, the first season mm-hmm. and then he had like six months to do it for the second and quality takes time. I don't it give does. a fuck who mm. you are. And I feel like mm. in the
2: entertainment business, people love to complain on the lack of quality, but like, I don't know who's running these networks and movie studios. Mm-hmm. They have no patience. Like, you know, like a show like Atlanta, how many shows would give, be given that freedom? Mm-hmm. Like, FX, Like I feel like he went to FX because he knew he would get that. Like, on a major, I mean, it's changing, but like traditional like networks aren't going to take, they're, like you said, risk averse. Oh, yeah. How do you get quality if they don't? Provide you the time, or they like even like Game of Thrones, like you know HBO rushed, <laughs> rushed the last so, two that was seasons. So great, <laughs> you know. Like, I
1: was just like eating popcorn
3: the whole time. Like <laughs> the people's reactions to that was more entertaining than the the last po- <laughs> season of the show. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, man. And and that's the thing, man. Like that's what you get when you try to cater to an audience, like. No, you, let, you make the audience come to your shit. Because like, by the end of Game of Thrones, you have these people being like fans say they can write their own ending to the show. And it's like, motherfucker, you didn't even come up with this shit. Like, like, exactly. How are you going to write a better ending? <clears throat> you're just ending. a consumer. Yeah. Like, you're, mm-hmm. you're, that's all you are. Like, Don't pretend like you can create something. Now. I feel like yeah. Star
2: Wars has done that where they, they've catered too much to fan expectation. Yeah. like write a good fucking story that's like it. and people will love it like yes like stop trying to like cater be nostalgic mm-hmm. and like have all these you know like ah oh, yeah mm-hmm. they really
3: really trash that franchise <laughs> i but i I'll like liked rogue, one, yeah. no, I liked rogue, rogue one, one. though no that that standalone it yes. is yes. and it, yes. it had the it's most so problems cause
2: didn't they fire the like had the most problems during production you might be right about mm. that, and it and it's the best one, dude. Yeah. It's
0: so it's really like it's, good. yeah, it's so. And
2: productive. I thought Solo killing it. Dude. I thought I Solo was good too. I didn't watch Solo. Solo,
0: I liked it, but not as good as Rogue One. For no, sure. like,
2: but the standal to me because they're, they're in their original stories, and they tie in, you know, to whatever we've seen. But like that, like the fucking new ones. I'm like, this is they already made this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what are it, you doing?
3: Yeah, it was it was kind of like that uh The Force Awakens or Yeah.
2: it was exactly like A New Hope. Yeah, it was exactly the same. Oh I'm like, "Oh,
3: we're going to run it back." Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Even my dad said, like, my dad doesn't see many movies. I remember watching that, and he's like, it kind of reminds me of the first one. Yeah. I was like, "That's yeah, awesome. me too. Yeah,
3: yeah. I love getting just a level-headed per- person's opinion. Who do- I love talking to people who do not give a fuck about movies. That's right? my favorite, because it's like, they are not impressed by anything yeah. that I'm saying. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's yeah, all that's useless knowledge. Like, I, I like being around people like that, because the most depressing thing in the world is to go to, like, a hollywood party and and you're all you're all trying to make it and all of you are talking about how your career's going and it's it just gets depressing super quick but uh, <laughs> for me i've started getting into the habit of i, I don't talk about what i do like cuz i'm trying not to like define i used to define myself by that i'm a writer and everything else is secondary and then it turned out that i was like turning into kind of a shitty person <laughs> so i had to like take some time out and and focus on who i am and build that <laughs> build my character um and so now when i go to these parties i'm asking questions that get at who are you and sometimes people are, are uncomfortable with that because they want to talk about what they do yeah. right and
0: that they that, think what they do defines them exactly. and, it, and it shouldn't be like that it's it just it. something you do you're you're, you're, it's you're
2: one of you're more diverse parts of your identity yeah, yeah. exactly yeah.
3: Exactly. And I mean, you might not even do that job forever. Like, even your work life can, mm, should seems. be multiple, it should yeah. be a lot of different mm. things. Or it could be, you know?
2: Who are you, who are you, besides film and movies, do you have favorite writers, right? Like fiction, nonfiction writers that you.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, I like Dostoevsky the best. Mm. I think he, he's the greatest of all time. Uh He's the Michael Jordan of that shit. Uh, and then, you know, I, I like David Foster Wallace a lot. Um, I, I like his writing. Uh, I uh, Who else do I like? As far as, like, screenwriters go, I like uh, Patty Shiavsky. He did, like, he did The Network, which is one of my favorite movies. Watch it, because it's... You know what? You should probably watch that with your class. That's
2: the, the original, like, the old one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that movie... It- It's crazy how that still like applies to modern times.
3: Oh, it's crazy how like it told the future. Like, yeah, it's it's so it's so relevant right now. You have a smart
2: person is like when they see what's going on and predict where things are gonna go.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. That was a good idea,
2: Mm man. Billy
3: Wilder, (laughs) Billy Wilder is another one of my favorites. He did uh, Sunset Boulevard. Uh, He did The Apartment. Which is that's one of my favorite movies with Jack Mm Lemmon. He was great because he could do comedy, drama, and romance, and he could write and he could direct, and so he just he was he was a genius, really. And you know they don't make him like that anymore. People and movies. Uh, I I know that in the past like ten years, uh, one one guy sent. Re sent out Casablanca, but he named it something else just to see if it would get read. Didn't make it past anybody, Dang. and that's one of the greatest scripts of all yeah, time. Yeah, like greatest called, movie of all time. One of yeah. the greatest movies of all time, and Dude. it would not make it uh, through today. So it's like we got to think about that. Why? Because anytime I hear like a movie critic talk about a great movie. A lot of times they're like, it's a movie that wouldn't get made today, and I'm like, why not?
2: Think about the like, I've been reading. Do you read The Ringer?
3: Yeah, I I love. So they've been
2: like looking at the, the, they've been going back on the '90s comedies lately, Uh and I've been reading, and they're like, most of these movies, iconic movies that shifted a whole genre wouldn't get made today at all.
3: Like Superbad? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or uh, what else do they Billy say? Madison. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then, like, all the teen movies, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. I love that um, movie. I, yeah. That's a
3: guilty pleasure movie for me, 10 Things I Hate About You. Right? I think it's incredibly well-written. This week
2: they talked about American Pie and how that just... That was a game-changer. That's exactly what they said. Mm-hmm. And, like, these movies, you know, nowadays... And then I think back, like, sh- my, one of my favorite movies is Shawshank Redemption. Like, oh, that's Movies killing. like mm-hmm. that... They're not. They're not based on any existing IP. They're not a sequel. They're not a reboot. They're original stories. I feel like you're. If you have an original story, you got like unless it's, it's going to be on Netflix or Hulu or something because no movie studio is going to make it.
3: That's what sucks because it's like they don't want to hear that this is this has never been done before. That's what an executive does not want to hear. Because how is he going to? They don't want to hear this is completely no original. Yeah, yeah exactly. No they baseline. want precedence mm-hmm. they want to know oh so it's like that and that's gonna work and I- but then when something
2: mm-hmm. new does get made then they're all you know like yeah
3: then they're like we want to make something like that exactly
2: mm-hmm. like atlanta is mm-hmm. a perfect you know like no one else that's such an original it's you know donald glover's vision yes like so to me it's like you got to tr- invest and trust the creators yes and cut trust what they're gonna that they're what they're gonna create is good Rather than try and shoehorn into something else.
3: Yeah, and it's so weird because these executives, they're like, they're giving you notes based on what they think people like. And <laughs> but they're for not me, regular it's like, people. When was the last time you talked to a regular person, Mr. Executive? Like, when was the last conversation you've had where you're asking people what they like and really investigating that? I, You know, it's a money I thing, feel like the and... movie
2: industry right now is where the music industry was in the mid 90s. Uh huh. Where there's the, the gatekeepers are completely out of touch with like the people who are creating, and it's all going to like I feel like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, all these things are just going to disrupt it and change it mm-hmm. so that it equalizes because oh, yeah. it's it's like too consolidated into like you know these tentpole franchises or like sequels or like certain if you're not like in these specific niches, then you have to have you know Star Wars or X Men or you know like something like that. <laughs> Where like small independent movies that are really good have no chance.
3: Yeah. And that's what sucks about. Like office it, man. space. Like mm-hmm. who yeah. would
2: make office space now? Like like you know, like small cult classics like that that are great movies, there's no chance of them getting made nowadays.
3: Yeah, and that that's depressing for me just because those are that's like my favorite shit you know uh and I feel but, like
2: it's more realistic for you as a writer to be like I can write something like that yeah like what do you want you gotta go, go write the next fucking Star Wars trilogy you know yeah, like, fuck or, no. or, or <laughs> like the ex, you know the Avengers movie or no, something so, like
3: yeah like yeah no I mean you know what I uh, I wrote this one script about this uh blind dude. His name's Daniel Kish. He's a real guy, and uh, so he's blind, and he taught himself how to get around using echolocation. But he clicks his tongue like, and the the sound bounces off shit. And he's so good at it, he can like walk around without a seeing eye dog. He can ride a bike, um, but it's like a trial and error sort of thing. So, you, like we were saying, you learn from your lumps. Uh, that that's kind of how he did it. And then he he it's a nonprofit that he runs now and he teaches kids how to do this. And so I wrote a script about him and I did it like a superhero script. Like I wrote That's it that, awesome. that way, but it's a real guy. Right. So and awesome. so he was, and I did it about this school that he's starting and, and the parents have a problem because their kids are in, he's putting their kids in danger, but it's the idea of living a life, you know, instead of being insulated. But, you know, I wanted to try to, I wanted to try to write something that would be catchy to, to one of these comic book people, but I, you know, put a lot of thought into it and, and sent it out. Haven't heard back on that one, (laughs) (laughs) Uh. but, uh, you know, like, and that's the thing about screenwriting that I watch out for because if I write like an article, an essay or a short story, it exists. But if I write a screenplay, I have to send it people, and then they have to go make it exist, and then everybody who's involved is going to want to put their thumbprint on it. And I understand because they're they who has to go their task with going and making this shit. I can sit in my boxers and write uh, write a scene in a blizzard, you know, and then they they motherfuckers to who have to go do that, you know. So I get that, but uh, it's.
2: What's your favorite medium to write in? Like, what have you been most successful with?
3: Ooh, I've I've had a minimal amount of success in all mediums so far. <laughs> no, uh I like journalism, but I want I want to I would want to write like like there's this guy, Jesse Itzler. He he's a he's a, a really wealthy guy and I think he he wrote the jingle for the NBA. I love this game. And uh <laughs> but he's also got all these businesses and and he's he's married to the lady who uh, is CEO of Spanx, so super successful. And he'll just he'll go like he he wrote a book about how he invited this Navy SEAL to come live with him and get him get him in shape. And it was David Goggins. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. David Goggins is a very huge like motivational guy right he, now. he, like, just
0: wrote a book recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah I have yeah. the
3: book. It's called Can't Hurt Me. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's not really telling you anything new, but uh, so this guy, Jesse Itzler, wrote a book about that before this guy was famous, and it kind of catapulted, mm-hmm. you know, David Goggins. Fame. But, and then he, you know, he wrote, wrote about being with this guy for 21 days, really cool book. And then he went and wrote another one about how he went to a monastery and lived as a monk for 21 days. I would like to do stuff like that. Um, like I go do an experience and then I write right about, about it. it. I like that instead of me just trying to like think of what was interesting in my life and try to sell it. Like, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I right now I'm liking personal essay a lot just because it's like, I'm at a point now where I want to like I'm looking at myself and I want to, you know, I'm I'm like looking at the story of me and and, you know, thinking about where I'm headed, you know. And so, you know, personal essay has been has been pretty cool because you kind of chronicle Chronologize? I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> no, see, sounds like a word. We can't say it? Chron- <laughs> um, chronologize? <laughs> you know, so I, I put my experiences in a chronological order, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so it, it helps me make sense of it, and I can be way more honest you know about that because it's like if i remember how it happened and then it's like are you telling the truth or are you lying but if i'm writing a short story there's a million ways i can lie there and not catch it and it won't seem real but i i still do like writing short stories too and there's going to be a time and a place for doing more of that so i think yeah i like writing prose a lot more than screenwriting but i'm Right now I'm probably better at screenwriting just cuz I've had uh a little more practice as of late. How many sc- how many how many have you written? I've written screenplays. Uh, if you count the half written ones, uh maybe I've written around 10 so far, but maybe only like 3 I would show to anybody. Um so for me, it's like if I write something, I'm not in a hurry to let people read it. I want to put a lid on it for a little while, and then I want to come back let to it, it. Percolate. Yeah, and then I want to come back to it, and because I might not even know what the thing's about when I first write it, and then I come back to it, and I'm like, oh, okay, these, here's all this stuff that's at work, and and I kind of you know go back from there.
2: Are there any other uh, art forms that influence your writing style? Like anything outside of literature absolutely
3: like hip-hop is a huge influence on me um you know just growing up as a kid like my uncle introduced me to nwa when i was like when i was like 10 way to go uncle v (laughs) (laughs) but you know like wu-tang obviously too and and uh yeah i love hip-hop culture um that that's a big influence um i think another influence on my writing is is human psychology you know just i'm really really interested in in looking at why people behave the way they do and and i think that's your job as a writer if if you're writing compelling characters is to understand to understand people
2: motivations people's Mm -hmm. motivations exactly Mm
3: -hmm. Exactly. exactly
0: that's awesome
2: well, I think this is a good time to take a break. First break. Sure. Yeah. Do you have Sounds a song good. of the week season?
0: So, Speaking of hip hop culture. <laughs> exactly. Good segue. Exactly. Song of the week is, um, what did I put down? Uh, what Up Gangsta by 50 Cent.
3: There you go. And
0: i just been listening to a lot of 50 lately just because, like, especially that album that came, uh, Get Rich or Die Trying, so pivotal. And he tells a good story. And for me, this is like the song too um of the album. And if you don't get me in those first couple songs, I know there's always like an intro, but that first or second, so song two or three, if you don't get me hooked by then, I'm not gonna listen to your whole story. So and that's it comes out hard in that on second cut. So uh listen What up gangster. What up what up gangster? Listen and enjoy.
4: It's going down, bro, cause I'm around, 56, you know I just down, down. What up blood, what, what up cus, what, what up blood, what, what up gangsta? What up blood, what, what up cus, what, what up blood, what, what up gangsta? They say I walk around like I got a S on my chest. Now that's a semi-auto in the vest on my chest. I try not to say nothing to D.A. Like one play in court, but I hunt a duck nigga down like it's a sport I'll cut your gun, but your a buck. Do you get money? I can't get nothing with you. Then fuck you. Yeah, I'm not the type to get knocked for DWI. I'm the type to can you connect when the coke price dies. Gangsters debunk my shit. Then they know me, I grew up around some niggas that's not my homies. Honey G's, I stash it, what? the Mac, got blasted. it. These yeah. come, we dump the diesel and battery acid. This flow's been mastered the ice, I flash it. Tooks me, I had your mama picking out your casket, bastard. I'm on the next level, right link, forget bezel, bends pedal to the metal, hotter than the ticket of blood. What, what up, cuz? What, what up, blood? What, what up, gangsta? What what up, cuz? What what up, blood? What what up, gangsta? We don't play that. We don't play that. We don't play that. G- 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 we don't play that. I around. sit back, twist the best bud, burning and wonder when gangsters brought my shit. Can they hear my hunger? When the fifth kick duck quit, it sound like dunder. In December, I make your block feel like summer. The rap clinic sack the rhyme. The fees say my dope is a nine. Every chick I fuck with is a dime. I'm like Braddy LaBelle, homie. I'm on my own. Where I lay my hats, my own. I'm a rolling stone, cross my path, I it, thinking I won't touch it, I had your ass using a wheelchair, can no punches. in the street, hoes, fuck us, in the hood, they love us, stomp a bone out your ass with some brand new chukas, what up blood, what, what up blood, what, what up blood, what, what up gangsta, what up blood, what, what up blood, what, what up blood, what, what up gangsta, You don't lay that. We don't play around, we don't play that, we don't play that, we don't play that unit, we don't play around, we don't play that, we don't play that, we don't play that unit, we don't play around, we don't play that, we don't play that, don't play that unit, we don't play around.
2: Welcome back. That was a Caesar song of the week. What up, Gangster? By 50 Cent. Yeah, it just Off like. Get rich or die trying. And it's crazy.
0: 80. And it's crazy that that's the album that made him famous because like before he was rapping fast, like that one song, How to Rob, he was like talking about like how to rob all these celebrities, you know, and stuff like that. And then this was after he got. So people think he got shot nine times at once. No, he got shot nine times in his lifetime at that point. And one happened to be in the mouth. And that's why his he had to change his style and rap a little but bit that, slower. It's
2: like Kanye West that helped him stand out. Exactly. Like that difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, or else he could have been just another. But
0: like I said, Ethan Redman put like 50 Cent is one of the last people of our era of hip hop. And, you know, when like Redman says something like that, you, you listen to it.
2: But yeah, I feel like, yeah, 50 Cent is the last 90s rapper. Mm-hmm. Like when you think? Like Gold, like he came after it, but he was like of that era.
0: Of that era. Mm-hmm.
2: And, yeah, that's a good point.
0: And he knows how to tell a story, you know? And, like, uh, like the other song with uh, Tony Yeo, Like My Style and stuff like that. And, like, PMP was on this one. But it's just, like, a story about, you know, being, like, a gangster and shit. And you have to have a little bit of everything.
2: Well, and I also think, like, I don't know if you guys agree, but that time in hip-hop from, like, the early 2000s into like, the rise of, like, Drake and Lil Wayne mm-hmm. was a really weird time in hip-hop. Because, you you know, you had, like... The first generation, like the golden era was clearly over, but you didn't have the people who were making hip hop were still like came up on that. Mm-hmm. So, like, looking back, like, as we look back now, like, I always think, like, such a weird, like, such weird music came out so many like 04, yeah, like the early like, 2000s. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's just there wasn't, I mean, you had 50 Cent and Eminem, but, and there's a lot of like underground hip hop during mm-hmm. that. I feel like underground was really big during that time. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's kind of taken over. Like it's become more mainstream over time, Mm -hmm. because yeah, you just there's no one that's going to be like Kanye West or Fifty Cent. Like (laughs) you know, you have Drake, Mm -hmm. but he's a pop star. Yeah, like there's no one that's going to come up a rapper and become a megastar anymore. They're going to be a pop star probably from the jump. Yeah.
3: It is interesting how Drake tries to play like the gangster role even though he was like a Disney kid. Right. And uh mm. it's it's gotten it's gotten other rappers into trouble before. That's that's what Tupac's demise playing gangster and having gangsters Tekashi hang 69. out with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You were talking about uh your kids when you're how they fight on social media. When I I, I just listened in on the the court proceedings, and they were talking about him beefing with this other guy on on Snapchat, and it was like, man, they these rappers are so not what we used to have, right? Like, mm-hmm. Back in the day,
2: and that's like we were talking, Like, if you really were about all the things you were saying, you wouldn't brag. Like, Pusha T is a perfect example. I love Pusha T. Mm-hmm. Like, One of my he has enough innuendo, and like he talks about the things he did. Yeah, but he it's not like explicit. And it's not over the top. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's like he's worried about the statute of limitations, right? <laughs> <laughs> like he kind of like because it's not, a real like, thing. He used yes. it
2: obviously. That's his thing. Like <laughs> Tom Qualley was talking yeah. with Mers on his podcast. Like that he's a coke rapper, and he's like you expect that, but it's not like. He's out here bragging about, mm. you know, like being a gangster and everything. He's just like, matter of fact, like, this is what I used to do. Yeah. Like, Been now do- <laughs> look at me. Yeah. Been doing
0: dirt like it's Earth Day.
2: <laughs> oh, wow, that album was
3: so good. Was it My Name Is My Name? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I, all that summer, I was just over Dude. and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Your and favorite rapper's favorite rapper.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's crazy because it's just like, like, like Jay Z on that Reasonable Doubt album, you know? Like, he would talk about doing gangster things, but not necessarily like bragging about the gangster things, and it made me made me feel I could be a gangster like that, you know, kind of like pusher, you know, just like smooth and all kind of crazy stuff going on,
2: yeah, it's weird it's it's well I mean what do you like who are your favorite hip hop artists like newer ones you that know what? To? uh
3: you know I know this is gonna make me sound super lame, but uh it was after his death that I really started getting into Nipsey Hussle, and I was like, "Why didn't I not listen to this guy like ten years ago? Like, I wish I more rappers more re- had his. He
2: was more regional, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, because he, he was Crenshaw, right? Yeah, it's like so very I feel LA. like outside
2: of L.A. or the West Coast in general, he wasn't. His music didn't get played that much. Mm-hmm.
3: I just, I love his message, and for me, like, I'm, I'm all about like the hustle right now, and just, just trying to lay a brick every day to to build something and that's kind of what he did and what he preached and you know going and listening to his music is like wow like i could i could see how the that type of music would inspire people whereas you know i i love my 90s hip-hop but boy at the time i really bought in wholesale to that idea and you know i wasn't wasn't great towards women in high school (laughs) or you know like not being a a stand-up gentleman or performing my civic duty as you know i it's like that stuff is influential and yeah for me i i use especially on
2: young i feel uh, like on young kids young kids are so impressionable like the stuff my students was like do you know who Mozzie is No. like my students listen to like some of these guys and they're all like all their they're literally they're just gang they're gang members just rapping about being in a gang and like doing that type of shit and that's what these kids are about they they think that's like what something to aspire to and like I feel like you know NW like back in the day when those guys they didn't rap like they weren't rapping about how cool it was to be in a gang it's like TI said they were rapping about their environment because no one was talking about it. Yes. Yeah. And it was terrible. And they wanted to like bring light to it and show what it was really like. But I feel like now like it gets oh, so over-glorified for some of these newer rappers. We're just like, you're glorifying the shittiness of your situation as something to emulate.
3: Yeah. It's silly. It's, it's weird. It's mm-hmm. uh, Especially like takashi 69 it's just like it's like there's
2: all these you know these guys some of these rappers they listen to and i'm like if he's like such a huge thug like drug dealer why and he's rapping like he why is he still you know at some point you got to move on like you got to choose you can't be both
3: yeah no you definitely can't and like
2: if your friends are still getting locked up and you're still out there doing the hood shit that you were doing before you started rapping what are you really, you know, what are you doing?
3: Yeah, what are you about?
2: <laughs> like, and that, the thing is, like, they're just about money and, like, for the sake of money. And,
3: well, they're also about clicks and they're also about followers. Right. Uh, it's
2: like Jay-Z said. He's like, you got fucking money to your ear on the gram. Like, what are you really doing? Like, that's not... Yeah.
3: It, not about the culture. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that's the thing. Um, and I I was going back, I was listening to... Uh, Wu Tang Forever, and you know he goes off on in that first uh the first disc. You know he's talking. He was, I think he was making fun of like Puff Daddy or something. He talking about you know how that's not the sign sound of the culture. Like it's peop It's it's lyricists doing it in their purest form. You know, and so I I wonder who who is protecting the culture or carrying it forward.
2: You know, we were talking. He was talking. He mm. said Jay Cole. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar and Kendrick, Drake, sure.
0: because, like, um, another all the fastest, like Drake, you know, he he does good for his hip hop, you know, the pop thing of uh of hip hop. And he does good since good like messages feel, and stuff I like feel that. like
2: Drake is Drake is is Drake because hip hop is taken over, like, mm-hmm, yeah, pop culture. yeah, like, and that's Drake's place. Like, He's that guy. Mm. Like he's the perfect vehicle for yeah. that. And that's yeah. one
0: part of the culture. And then, but like
2: it, it him in it, existing in mm. itself though is a victory mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Because, you know, thirty years ago, like, pop, like was not getting played on certain radio mm-hmm. stations? Right. People, it wasn't. I mean, hip hop is everywhere. Yeah. Like Everyone, you know, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's the person that he's like the Elvis of hip hop. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And but you still have like people like Kendrick and J. Mm-hmm. Cole who are more traditional or like pushing other facets of it. Right.
0: The, like the real meat and potatoes of the culture.
3: I'd have to say Jay Cole's probably my favorite out of mm-hmm. all those guys. I think he's he's the best storyteller. Um Kendrick's probably the best rapper though.
0: See, so. and that's and that's a different facet of hip hop because there's like lyrics, there's rappers, there's MCs yeah. and a lot of people don't see differences like we do.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I I like geeking out on on hip hop. I'm pretty pretty like embarrassingly not up to date right now uh like i even told you i'm just getting into this (laughs)
1: character (laughs) but i think it's
2: one thing that's helped us is like you know doing the radio shows made us just become more if Mm -hmm. you know familiar with what's going on like especially new stuff yeah because like when we first started like even you know brad was like well you guys only played like certain new people but now like you know we were part of a club that met and like people were sharing new music and now it's like i'm con- like mm-hmm. it's part of my daily life is like routines like looking up and seeing new stuff and it's just it's it we always think it's interesting because you know like we're the perfect candidates to be the fucking oh like all this shit sucks you know like <laughs> it was so much better you know you know these guys can't but we've evolved and mm-hmm. learned And, you know, some things were right about, like, I would say, Mm -hmm. like, we, you know, we never really felt Migos that much. No. I've never been a fan. Yeah. And, like, they're showing us now, you know, like, I feel like all these other people, especially Dreamville, Mm -hmm. like, people have surpassed them.
0: Yes. And, Mm -hmm. you know,
2: I'm excited because hip-hop has matured and you have this second generation of artists who grew up post-Golden Era hip-hop that are making music and some of it's... Like I was like, I was telling my students, I'm like, you know what? Some of the shit I listened to in the 90s was, was whack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I go back and not listen to it. Right not, like, not everything every, was like good. People, like Not every, like, people act like every single person was a Hall of Famer. They're mm-hmm. like, you've heard of Chingy, right? <laughs> exactly. They're like, Silk the Shocker. Silk the Shocker is sweet, bro. <laughs> but I'm like, right. so I'm like, they're like, oh, so I'm like, you know, they'll tell me some people. I'm like, no, I don't really. Mm -hmm. i'm like that's not me like Mm -hmm. that's you know like if you guys like that you're you're you're, i'm like i'm also 37 Mm -hmm. and you're 17 so we're gonna have but then like there are people we can agree and you know we were talking about uh j cole you know one of my students and he was like yeah he kind of reminds me of nas like i was listening to Mm -hmm. nas and for some reason like just thought of j cole it's like it's cool for them to like have people that are out now and they can go back like when they listen to old stuff. And see the, the, the connections and the influences
0: yeah. on it. Yeah, like Joey Badass is a good example too, because even that first album, it, 1999? Yeah, it felt, I, I it, have that on vinyl. It it's felt like a favorites. 90s album, you know, even though he's talking about different things and like the beats were different and stuff like that. Like it just had that feel. And them and that whole Pro Era crew, they got that same kind of like blueprint of like they respect the old, but doing their own
3: thing so it's yeah awesome. that's such a good record yeah it's so awesome yeah. And
2: i was also told you know, i was talking i'm like also i completely understand if you're like a 19 year old rapper and you just like come out talking shit about all the old people who came before you <laughs> sure that's what that's, you, that's what young people do yeah. exactly that's what I, and that's, i'm like that's what you got to do like you you part of youth is rebelling against the older establishment mm-hmm. and older people so like you know like because vince staples we like us yeah. talk shit and i'm like He's only saying that because he understands it. Like, people yeah. took that as, like, he, you know, lumped him in with other people. Like, obviously, if you listen to his music, he has listened to that music. Mm-hmm. But, you know, him saying that is just like, he's 19 or however old he was when he said that's just him being that age. Like, he's, he's gotta- at least,
3: sm- he's, he's smart about it too, though. Cause, like, that one lady who was, like, uh, on YouTube, like, crying about his lyrics, he was like, Look man, like she has every right to do that. Like, you know, I would fight for her right to talk shit about me like that. And I'm like, "Yes, that's awesome. Like that's that's the way it should be." And that's very mature like cuz so uh I think a lot of of young people um they want to squash the opposition or squash the opposition's opinion and the whole point is to beat it rationally and soundly, you know, instead of just trying to qu- squash it.
2: Like instead of spending energy trying to convince them, like be so good they don't have a choice.
3: Exactly, <laughs> be undeniable. Um, yeah, be undeniable.
2: Undeniably the greatest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: very true. Um,
3: yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, as far as Joey Badass goes, do you think he is able to ever beat nineteen ninety nine? I I feel like he hasn't really. That
0: ah, uh, was that All American? That's
3: I like that... that one.
0: It's good and like, but it's just it's different. It's different because it's hard to beat. Like, like once again and like um, making shows, so much time and effort went into that first. Album. That's why, like the Nas ilmatic like how oh, how sad. like how Illmatic. crazy is that to be his first album? And, and how I, young he was, and how young he was, and like how like I guarantee, you know, we could go into a debate that none of them is just as good as that. You know, I not mean, even yeah, like just right. as good, but <laughs> it's just like that. yeah, but like
2: so that nineteen ninety nine. That's a good. Thinking of Joey Badass, that's mm, a good point because it's him at
0: that point. But with the uh, All American, he's grown, he's matured. Because I feel like now he's it's
2: cleaner. Mm-hmm. And like better produced, and like the songs are like they're better complete more songs. Yeah. yeah, it's mm-hmm. re- exactly it's more refined. Yeah, but it doesn't have just the raw greatness. that nineteen ninety nine had.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to match that
3: hunger. Yeah, because right? when you're when you're hungry, like it's like when you listen to Thirty Six Chambers or when you listen to Woo's double album, it's like oh man, they're so hungry. They're right? swinging. So, I mean, they're mm-hmm. never they were, this hungry again. Yeah,
2: like they were everything was depending like watching that documentary like that's the thing that you forget is like when they were making uh the second album the double uh, forever or forever, or, forever yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. they still they weren't who they are now you know like they still kind of were like underground and not had something to prove and had, still and, had something to prove and that just shows you like that it, it's it yeah, greatness like exactly. it it inspires great like but then Kanye the, college dropout with Kanye West yeah, exactly. you know like that shit is not going to be he couldn't he spent his entire career trying to top that. Mm-hmm. And he's come clo- like he's he, come close. He's and come to close. even come close. It's is like, saying something. Yeah. But also look what it's cost him. Yeah. Oh, his sanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, he is a genius, mm-hmm. man. Like Dave Chappelle, I think is another good like when you make something that is just like so game changing. Mm-hmm. Like, how, if you keep how do you chasing do back? How do that? you, you know, what do you do mm-hmm. from there? Like you Chappelle just, show, you have to just
3: do something totally different, I think. right? Like um,
2: Chappelle show changed American culture. Yes, it's, there's there's TV and comedy prior to Chappelle show and after. Yes, and like, what do you do as a, you know, mm-hmm. as a like, what is he? He can't. I feel like
0: like you you can't just retire because you love to do it anyway. He's you still know? Like, funny.
2: Yeah, like he's still funny, but he's never gonna do. Anything that has the impact of that did?
3: Yeah, I don't think so. And I mean, even just talking about his stand-up, I don't think he'll get... He'll top killing them softly. Right, yeah. I mean that's a, it's a perfect <laughs> yeah, hour yeah, yeah. of stand-up. <laughs> but I like his Netflix stuff. It's just a little different. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of comedy out right now, and it's, all, it's mm-hmm. too much. Like, yeah. all these comedians have mm-hmm. an hour out every year, and they got a podcast. So it's like, let me just hear that curated hour of you. I don't need the the best of. Yeah, exactly. I don't need your whole life mixtape. You know, I need every mixtape <laughs> like B side yeah. and yeah. yeah, throwing away B-sides recordings. <laughs> all the lost tapes yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't need any of that
0: no but that's why and then like as you grow so that's why like jay-z is like one of the persons i put like him growing he's grown with us so like that's why every time he comes out with a new album it's still amazing because he's just grown and his lyrics grown and he's developed and that's what joey like joey is america all american that one he talks about very a lot of cultural stuff that he obviously it was different like the, and that's
2: the other thing. It's like if yeah. you're a kid, you know, as, as a teenager, you're not exposed to like worldly things. And as you get more famous, like your worldview, like I was, one of my students was like, Who's your, you know, favorite? I was like, We had Jay Z is the best rapper of all time. He's like, Well, I think Biggie is. And I was like, I mean, he had two albums. That's, that's exactly what I said. I was mm. like, Biggie had two albums. I'm like, Jay Z's made two albums Langelli after I thought be. that he was done, mm-hmm. or like, he's made two albums past like what i ever thought you know he i'm like yeah. the black album and then 444 are like what 15 years yeah. apart and both of those like before the black album was like jay-z's you know reached his peak or like yeah. whatever and then the black album oh, was like a mm-hmm. whole You're nother like, level what? yeah yeah and yeah. then for him to make 444 at whatever age he is yeah. and it'd be so fucking good and so much better than what like his contemporaries <laughs> were yeah. doing you, you know it's like Mind blown, yeah. Like, look how many you know, like, how many bands from the 60s and 70s were making genre hits in the 90s or early 2000s? Yeah, it's it's few.
0: (laughs) And because Jay Z's growth, he went from rapper to like MC, which Biggie was just like straight up rapper, and there's differences, and like, a rapper. Just like, just all this, like, hundred and like, just spits all these crazy bars that sound amazing together and does tell a story. But, like, an MC knows how to control everything not just the crowd, but the song, the tempo, everything.
3: It changed with the times. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and to become a man, like, mm-hmm. with notorious B.I.G. and
2: Tupac are forever. Mm-hmm. They're crystallized. In that in 90s that stage, yeah. where they were then. And
3: that's as, as it sh- almost should be. I mean, it's, it's tragic it, it's what crazy happened, to think like if Biggie they, It would did, not be the same if they yeah. were stuck around.
0: Right. Yeah. Like if Biggie, like his third album, like didn't do anything for us, you know? Like, right. You know? It would just been like fucking you don't crazy. Know.
2: But like, you know, Jay's, like Biggie and Tupac would never have the opportunity to make a song like The Story of O.J. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like you're looking back on all the, like that song is amazing. Like there's mm-hmm. so much to that song that he's going through and it's just, the it's a culmination of his, you know, his, his career to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we always talk about like Mac Miller is another example of someone who I didn't like at first or like really care for, but that's because he was like 17. Yeah. I couldn't what's identify some, <laughs> some kid going to tell me. <laughs> right. Yeah. About but as streets. he got older and he got better and his music expanded he was amazing. It was amazing. Dude, it's wild yeah. his
0: growth because, like, seventeen years old, sneakers, getting high, and food, partying, and, and it, food. You know, like a lot of the stuff with food in that, like, best day ever. Like, yeah, that best album. day ever is still a fun, and it's, and fun it's still listen. a Great album, but like, still like a kid. And then as he gets older and starts thinking about himself, being in relationships, out of relationships, and it's like
2: the kid who made best day ever could have made the feminine. Divine. Exactly. Not at all. Yeah. And like. His last album swimming yeah like I really like that that album, album is yeah. like a reflection of his growth like that yeah. whole album is mm-hmm. about how he's where, how far he's got like far's yeah.
0: and numerous factions of and everything. just like
2: yeah. the pitfalls of like life and mm-hmm. fame and you know fucking up and mm-hmm. trying to move on.
3: It's so sad what happened to him, and I know that, like, they, he overdosed, and they found him like he was, he was in the prayer position, you know, probably praying to stay alive, you know, you push that, push that envelope, you know, with what he was doing, and man, it's crazy. I, I thought it was pretty gross how, like, Ariana Grande, like, she, she, like, wrote a or she was seeing Pete Davidson and she wrote a song about him and Mac Miller. And then she was like, I don't know. She was like trying to, it seemed like she was trying to martyrize herself in the situation or something or talk about like her reaction to her, how it made her feel. And it's like, well,
1: this
4: guy's dead.
2: I will (laughs) say like, she was like, people were straight up like, saying, you fucking killed oh, them. Oh, were they? Were they? Yeah. Were they? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that was I the other part of that. that it's like, her. you know, like, you know, she He posted, was the one
3: doing the fucking drugs, I mean. And she
2: posted, like, a thing when he died, you know, like, and she had to disable comments because it's just like, you know, yeah. like, I of course I loved him, but, like, you know, like, I had to move on. Like, it was a toxic relationship, and he had problems he had to work on. I had to move on from that. Like, that, and, like, adults are going to Pete understand Davidson. that. Mm-hmm. And then, well, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> And, you know, but also she's 20-something years old. Oh, of course, yeah. So, you know, like, when you, I don't know. Like, it's just shitty. It's shitty all around. Like, it that just shows you, like, obviously she felt for him yeah. and, like, his death. Like, if you were in love with someone and they they you break up with them because of the things that they work on and then they die from that, like, it's definitely going to, you know, because, like, she made it sound like she, they would still be together if he wasn't.
3: If he wasn't messed up, yeah, like if he yeah. wasn't
2: on the drug or like didn't have the substance abuse problem, so it's
3: just crazy. But I gotta stop treating her like a media construct because <laughs> I gotta just start looking at her like a human being, like a person. I really just but it's, I, it's, it's kind hard. of tough
0: though because how the pop culture is now.
3: You get that famous, and mm. I just wonder how much of anything is genuine at mm. that point, and what is... especially with social media, and especially oh, how she course. came out
0: of the Disney machine, you know?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. that too. Man. <laughs>
0: You know, because she's been trained since probably like five years old, what to say, what not to say, how to do things, how not to do things. It's it's, and... it's
2: just crazy the, mm-hmm. but like I yeah I feel like she's more it's like she's actually talented. Oh yeah, I know. compared no, to like some of the other people who uh-huh. the machine creates. But like
0: mm-hmm. my favorite was on Saturday Night Live where they were on like, uh, she was working at Title was like the, um, uh, the little gag or whatever, and like Title went down and like jay-z oh, yeah, yeah. and then he's like oh do this song you know and then like just right on the spot she'd like sing until like the system would reboot again and then like it'd come down again and be like you have to sing this taylor swift song or something you know and she would do it and like when i saw her do it right there i was like man she's that's, talented that's, that's good like she's really and her,
3: good. the whole her and pete davidson thing i can't stand pete davidson i don't know why he's famous
0: i don't know he's now he was with my uh was fucking around with what's her face too kate beckinsale
3: oh dude that makes me so upset exactly kate beckinsale is an accomplished writer oh yeah she <laughs> writes short stories and huh. shit she's
2: awesome i mean no. he must she's be not super now. Not now. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> he must be super funny mm-hmm. or like very charming yeah and endearing in person i don't know something has yeah. yeah. that happen. because i remember him from the guy code and i just thought he was weird yeah out of all the people from that show because like a lot of people from that show have Got onto much more famous things. Mm-hmm. I never thought he would be the one to get on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> he looks yeah. like one of those guys who could just keel over at any moment.
3: He just looks sickly. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I will say the mm-hmm. one thing
2: that I did earn respect from him is like he like they had written like a skit about her after they broke up, and she had been like she like called him out on it, uh, like you know like you say a lot of this stuff like in private, but like that's not how you're doing it in public. And he, like, went on the show and was like, you know, we were going to do this. But he's like, you know, like, she's right. Like, this is none of – like, this is a private thing. This is none of – this is between us. Uh, Like, this has nothing to do with, you know, the public or you guys, and you don't need to know about it.
3: Yeah, but then why did he broadcast
2: that? Well, like, she – because she found out they were going to do – you know, like, practice the skit or whatever. And she found out and, like, posted on Instagram about it. And he, like, saw it before the show and was like – well, like, I'm going to get fucking killed yeah. if I do, you know, like, I'm going to look like the biggest douchebag ever if I go through with this.
3: Okay, that is admirable. And I was like,
2: okay, like, that's one, you know.
3: There are just a couple of times where, like, during the me- middle of, like, when he comes on the weekend update as one of his, what he calls as a character, um, and uh, he'll, he'll talk about their relationship or their breakup and it takes me right out of the sketch and it's like dude i don't care about your personal life I, I, I care yeah. about what you, the work that you're doing and
2: like it's not like it's pro it's like it's not self-reflective or anything it's just like he's going through it and he's just spitball you know yeah like if it was like months later and he was like you know like i haven't talked about like and like you know like yeah. opened up like after being reflective cause i feel like what she did on her album that's what she did like yeah this past summer on her latest album mm-hmm. like that, that that would have been more respectable but like it was just super as as Desus would say it was very messy <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: sloppy yeah. uh yeah and it's like i don't know. If I was him, I wouldn't be upset. Like I'd just be stoked that she dated me to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I'd be
2: like, wow, that was such a gift. As Thank a normal you. dude, that's mm-hmm. how I look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> real quick before, and, we that, go and the... that's why
0: you tried to snatch her up real quick for that engagement.
2: Yeah, that, I mean, that was crazy.
0: He's like, "This is the best thing that's ever happened. I'm not gonna let it. Oh. Not gonna let it go.
1: He needs to ride that out. So yeah, like, just like enjoy the wave. So Should have like... kept the good vibes going <laughs> yeah. for, for right. another year or so yeah. before
2: you get the ring. Because it was it. super fast. Yeah, just anxious. <laughs> Before we go to the next uh, break, what do you think about the Warriors this year? What What do you? Oh man! How are you looking forward to the season? You
3: know, I'm gonna. I can watch games with a lot cleaner conscience now. I feel like now that <laughs> now that KD's gone, uh, I love. I love KD. I mean. Uh, Sometimes I don't I don't love his attitude or or how divisive he can be to a team, but I I like him as a shooter. I don't like how you can basically sneeze on him and and knock him over and hurt him. You know, I wish he was a stronger player, but uh, as far as you know, I wish I wish him well leaving. I think it's better that he does, and you know, because those two champions that the Warriors two championships that the Warriors won on that second one, it was just like it didn't feel like. Holy fuck! We just won the finals. It was like they were expecting it, and anything less would have been. Disappointing. I mean, it was like it mm. was,
2: it was like total annihilation because that was the, was the only one lost one game in the playoffs,
3: right? And it it just it felt gross. It felt a little gross. I had
2: more fun rooting for them this year than than that previous year. Yes, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. and uh, you know, I had I had a lot of fun back in those series where, you know, with. Uh, who was it? It was like Baron Davis and, and oh yeah their, yeah. You know I had a lot of fun when they're upstarts. For me, I really love. I like. I like being a fan of a shitty team. There's something nice about mm, that and, a little and genuine. And, like, yeah,
0: they have to grind for everything. It's the, the, saw-
2: it's the perfect example. Like I was talking about it with uh, Z and Super Knight, because you know, like when they first got like, when Curry and Thompson first got good, you know, like that first championship was just. No one expected that, and it
3: meant something because they, it built, was, it. they it, built it. Was, it was there in house, and
2: every yeah, like every single like it was just years of suffering. You won; it was like cathartic, almost like oh my god, like, I can't believe you know. Like you're just looking around, like I can't believe, and then it, it went so quickly from that, and then them getting Ke- Kevin Durant and becoming the Yankees or yeah. becoming like yeah. the yeah, Patriots. It just happened immediately. It, it, it was two years. They went from like plucky upstarts that everyone loves to like everyone fucking hates them and it was yeah. so and I'm and as a warrior fan I've, it was difficult for me just because i'm like look like i'm not gonna apologize for this and it was one <laughs>
3: trade it was one great it was trade. one yeah they one great planned
2: pickup. and like they planned and ex- they like planned this out for years in advance and executed it and yeah. gave themselves this opportunity i'm like this doesn't even make up for the last 25 years of them uh, sucking. Yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> you you remember, like, the Chris Mullen days. Yeah. Well, they would have good players. That was when they really... were actually fun to watch, though. Yeah, they were fun it, to watch. There but some were some years where it never... was lost tapes.
2: <laughs> they were a joke. You know, that's like if the Clippers ever got good. Like, when a terrible team becomes good, like, I'm never going to, like begrudge the fan base anything
3: no well you know with the warriors you know i saw a lot of people in la wearing warrior stuff and it made me <laughs> mad it made me real mad i don't you know i don't i don't want that um, And that, that
2: was the that was the backlash it was like that you had this warriors protectionism where it's like well, are you a real Warrior fan?
3: Yeah, that too. It's like, how can you name five centers from... <laughs> <laughs>
2: name three bad draft picks the Warriors made yeah, assume, between 1995
3: so and that 2000. Shit on and I was like, I'm not... You
2: know, I guess uh, I'm just not a real fan. <laughs> but uh, Next up... So, uh, your song. My song of the week is... Uh, it's the first Mac Miller song released since his death. It's called That's Life featuring Mac Miller, Sia, and uh, 88 Keys so uh surprised i was like browsing on you know i listened to him i don't know how it came up i was like what is this is this a song i've ever heard before and no it was new so uh it's pretty good you know he has a great line in it he's talking about being depressed and he's like you know that's life I, I, everything was jazz and i was stockton yeah it's like <laughs> sixth yeah. element of hip hop yeah, basketball yeah, yeah. in there so yeah. listen and enjoy Salud. they
5: told me don't make a promise you can't keep all the drugs in your system you can't sleep how many times you had to buy a plan b for a girl you never bring back home to meet your family man man i swear that's what i dream about ever since my mom told me that she need me out always smoke a weed causing trouble never clean a house but i paid her back for everything i guess we even now nothing better than some head after a long day that's the only thing that ever keep mine on straight and she asked me why the long face, how I spent three hundred fifty dollars on this entree. I drown my sorrow in that bottle. Today is full of regret, find forever in tomorrow. Man up, what's the problem? Everything is jazz, and I'm Stockton. Yeah, you know we seem a little bit strange sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody Got deeper and my morals disappeared. Never thought I'd be an asshole. This my last show. Can I please get a standing ovation? A hundred naked bitches in my dressing room waiting. We lost a lot of blood for this fucked up nation. But me, I'm getting high, making love in that spaceship. So what are the basics? Tell me your problems You lose your job Or even worse, you don't got one So hard to stay sober When you feelin' fucked over so much Always coming up short You like the roach of a blunt, yeah And I can never sleep at night Fuck paying bills I need a brand new lease on life Why does doing wrong always feel so right? Well, I guess fuck it, that's life Yeah I know it seem a little bit strange sometimes Yeah Everybody loves-
0: Welcome back, guys. That was Sean's pick of the week, and it was That's Life by Mac Miller featuring Saya and the 88 Keys.
2: Typical, you know, Mac Miller song where he was going mm-hmm. with his very self reflective and introspective and just talking about the pitfalls of life.
0: Yeah, it's, it's always good to hear him on some new stuff, so it's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. We'll see if there's more more to come.
0: Yeah, just like New Guru, New uh, Gangstar.
2: Did you, right? did you hear that
0: no. one? New Gangstar with J. Cole really yeah there's even like a behind the scenes on youtube where how they got like j cole on the cut
2: really yeah yeah the ringer wrote a whole thing about how the last 12 months have like redefined j cole's standing in hip-hop like because really? he's just been on a, such a tear with features and then like being the one like the first person to be like on a new gang song like they pick you mm-hmm. know like that shows his place yeah, just them choosing the him for that is like a huge deal
0: yeah it's called family and loyalty for the
3: game Store one mm-hmm. all right i'll have to mm-hmm. check that out because i haven't even listened to his new uh his new album or his newest album mm-hmm. i think But yeah
2: next up meandering questions time all right let's do <laughs> it So some of these are you know um we asked everyone, some of them are kind of specific to you, but the first one, what's the last musical artist you listened to? You just drove up from L.A., so yeah. who are you listening to on the drive? Um
3: I was listening to some Tupac. <laughs> it's, you know, going from the west side, and, you know, even though Tupac's not necessarily from the west side, though, he did yeah. claim it. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I like... I I was just listening to his greatest hits, actually. Um and then, other than that, I was going through my old CD case. So, since we were talking about embarrassing <laughs> 90s uh, and early 2000s artists, I had uh, Roscoe playing, which is uh, Corrupt's Younger Brothers <laughs> album. And there's with like so many of these albums, there's only one good song, on right? It. <laughs> yeah, but what's funny
0: about like Tupac's greatest hits, I think it's one of the few hip hop albums that went uh, diamond.
3: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I like Tupac over Biggie myself, but it's just because I'm, you know, I I liked his poetry more. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I I would maybe argue that Biggie was maybe the, or maybe a little superior of a rapper.
0: That's what I do. I say uh, Biggie's a rapper and Tupac to me is a poet more yeah. than anything.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he Tupac was like a philosopher, activist, mm-hmm. almost. But yeah, I I, I always I, I love Tupac, man. He was ahead him. of his time, definitely. In some ways. and it, mm-hmm. and he's. He's like a patron saint, you know what I mean, of the, of the ghetto. Uh, yeah. He, he's an inspiring guy. And, he, and even uh, you listen to some of his interviews, and, and he's very intelligent,
2: very mm-hmm. passionate. Yeah. And just, especially know, for how young he was. He will, you could tell like, his mom, like, you know, taught, like, being in the Black Panthers, like, taught him about the world. Yeah. yeah, He would fit in. That's the sad part. It's like, can you imagine what he would be doing with Oh, the music? work he'd be doing mm-hmm. right now? Yeah, like he would just, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite movie of all time.
3: Oh, this is tough. Uh I mean Sorcerer is one of my favorites. uh, uh William Friedkin make it, made it. It actually came out the same weekend as the first Star Wars back in <laughs> 1977 or whatever and it it tanked. But uh <laughs> oh, I mean it's about mm-hmm. it's it's set in South America and this guy has to drive this rickety truck full of nitroglycerin down to this this uh, oil fire that's going on in in South America, and it's this treacherous road, and there's three other guys with him and they're all like, they're all trying to fuck each other over to try to get to this spot, and uh, it's with Roy Scheider, the guy from Jaws, he's in the French Connection too, you know him mm. if he's if you saw his face, yep. he's like the '70s movie guy. Mm. <laughs> um It's just a killer. Just the, the just premise alone seems killer yeah. super intense. Yeah. It is, and you should watch it. Uh, William Friedkin, like, lost his mind making this film, and it was after he did French Connection and The Exorcist. So then he's doing Sorcerer, and and, uh, he's, to me, he's, like, probably one of my favorite directors where it's, like, he's just definitely making quality work all throughout from when he started till now. You know, whereas, like... You know, I I love Scorsese, but I might not like his last like five movies. Right. You know, it's hard.
0: Yeah. It's it's hard to be, especially
3: any creative thing. Any you creative, like, yeah. For so long. To be
0: consistent is a thing. Like in music, like Jay Z. Like
3: yeah. So that I mean it, that one Sorcerer, it, it's probably one like my favorite. If I had to sit and like pick it, but you know I got a couple others that are, are very score very high on mine. Like I really love Gross Point Blank that movie with john cusack where he plays the, the hitman going back to his high school reunion i just think it's a really awesome movie really cleverly written dark and it still has the dramatics there um and then i mentioned uh the apartment that's william friedkin that's another fantastic movie man i mean you know it's it's always hard to pick your favorite when you are right.
2: on the spot mm-hmm. but um do you prefer The Simpsons or Family Guy?
3: Oh, The Simpsons. Are you kidding? I mean, <laughs> and it's, you know, because when I'm talking about The Simpsons, I'm really only talking about like 90s. S- season four to, through nine. Yeah, But that is all I need, like,
2: and it's so brilliant. And it's... It's a Hall of Fame career packed into, <laughs> yeah. you know, or... Yeah, How, like eight seasons or however many it is
3: and the 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 alumni of of writers on that show like conan and and just all have uh, gone just,
2: on to uh, a lot of mm-hmm.
3: yeah so you know definitely simpsons but i i do like family guy but there's some brilliant jokes in that but it is very formulaic it's like this yeah. reminds me of the time like i did the, this uh, yeah. yeah south park episode. exactly south park is brilliant mm-hmm. uh their social commentary is great. Yeah,
0: and they're always like usually ahead of the curve too all uh-huh. the time. Mm-hmm. Well, is... they
3: take a lot of risks. Too, yeah, they and do. That's what I respect.
0: Mm, yeah. Uh pizza, cheeseburgers.
3: Pizza for
0: sure. Pizza. Do you have yeah. a
2: favorite pizza place in Reno? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or even in Noble LA. Pie. Noble Pie? Yeah. Okay.
3: Shout out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's your favorite in LA?
2: Oh man.
3: You know what? I like King Taco in LA. Um it's my it, they're just street tacos mm-hmm. and it's a chain there but it, it's just so fucking good. Yeah. It beats all all the the lunch trucks too for me. Yeah.
0: Cuz I've been going to LA quite often. Oh yeah? What what's it. your favorite spot? Um I don't let's see. To like eat anything or like a cheeseburger or anything like that or or anything.
3: Well, Let's start with Tacos. And-
0: this Tacos, um, I went to my homeboy Aval was always on this fucking new taco truck thing. And we went to like Las Brisas or whatever like that, uh-huh. something like that. And their shit was fantastic. <coughs> mm-hmm. And like well, I went there and like I think we had it last time I went as well. But that place was good. And we had to like drive far for that one too. I forgot what, exactly where it was.
3: Yeah, there's a lot I mean. of trendy spots in Mm -hmm. LA I'm sure it's kind of like I bet it's still like that here where you know there's one restaurant that just goes off all weekend and it's just because everybody needs to be there because that's the place to be (laughs) yeah
0: and like this one it was like crazy because it was just like we were like on we were pretty close to the airport because plans kept coming and um it was like brand new and like you could tell that it was just like where, like everyone was like pretty much in like sweats, waiting for their food. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and they were like people, and they had their specials. It was like dollar, dollar everything, pretty much. And then so like people ordering bags and oh, bags that's of amazing. food, and it was fantastic for that, especially like especially when a place is new like that to get it so good the first time like that
3: yeah Mm -hmm. that sounds awesome what Mm -hmm. what was it called you said um i'll text you
0: if then i'll let you know about it and that place was really good and they do like just like a different style instead of like carne asada and al pastor they do that but there's uh, i forgot the style of meat that they do it it was like marinated in in other ways too and that's that's like their forte Yeah.
3: yeah when when you when you pay special attention to the meat like that it's good especially I mean, cuz like
0: street tacos is just plain it's like meat and onions maybe just depends on mm-hmm, where you go cilantro. and cilantro depends on where you go and then that's it and the tortilla if they put it in meat oil it makes
1: it mm-hmm. oh so yeah
0: pay attention to the star of the show <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> meat
2: so the next one cuz you worked in different restaurants and bars in Reno um what was your favorite bar in Reno um
3: to work was sierra tap house to drink at huh jeez, man like i did like drinking at silver peak just because you know you pull up a, a seat and then there's 20 people around you and within seconds um mm-hmm. Uh, so Silver Peak is, was a good one. I I did I like the Lincoln Lounge quite a bit when that used to go off. I like that little outside area.
2: Rest in peace, Lincoln Lounge.
3: Oh yeah, it's done, huh? Well, yeah. that's it's cool. a new Lots it's whole new thing. Now. It's like
0: a hotel bar downstairs. Well, like kind of like in LA where like people in New York like a hotel. People go sometimes go to the hotel bar to hang out and start out some night. Yeah, and then so over there they put did the rooms like hotel stuff, and like there's like a bar lounge area that's pretty cool downstairs and it makes sense because now 4th street it's like brewery district right there. Oh okay. So now like it's going to be like it's smart for them cuz people are going to stay there, brewery tours like right down the street.
2: Gentrification of Reno. Yeah. Right next to What's the bus happening? stop. <laughs> right next to the bus stop.
3: What was the other place? There's a one with the one with all the whiskeys that's on it's either Sierra Virginia was, was it
2: whiskey?
0: It, was it whiskey at Arlington Tower? No.
3: I'll I'll remember it. It's gonna drive me crazy though. It it, it it's it's uh one of the it's all the hipster guys are working there and they had the collared shirts rolled up with the vests. It's not craft. It, Chapel. Chapel. Oh. Chapel. I liked. Okay. I like that place. I like any. All right. When I was drinking, which I don't. I don't drink anymore. But uh. I like any bar that has the library ladder. Okay, okay. (laughs) Shuffle definitely has two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that.
0: Jake, uh, salute to uh, Jakey-Poo. But uh, in D.C., we went to this place, um, the library or something like that maybe, and there's just like – it was like probably five or six whiskey things tall from like head height. So every time you needed a ladder, it was awesome. And it was in D.C., love it because upstairs too it had like um uh, atrium kind of thing oh that's cool like light coming in and a bunch of whiskeys like it was a dope-ass spot
3: there is a bar kind of like that in long beach where the building is like 100 years old and i love that shit like i love Mm. i love a place with history like you know, it's it just means more to yeah. me. It's like mm-hmm. it's like uh, picking up a used book versus buying a brand new one. Mm-hmm. Context like, oh, there's context, there. yeah, there's, yeah, and somebody like held the wrinkles this in their mean hand. something, you know, uh-huh. like
0: the stains and stuff like that. But side note, next year have an art show in Long Beach.
3: Oh really? Mm-hmm. Let let me know. Definitely, I'll, I'll definitely come. The future. You show some some uh, pictures, some mm-hmm. photography. Yeah. What do you uh, you do? Uh, you said you're doing weddings, but do you do like outdoor? Do you do... Uh, I do a
0: little bit of everything, but my main focus is uh, street photography. Okay,
3: that's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: Black and white. Yeah. If you're here in town... I like got that a, stuff. I got a gallery up right now.
3: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We'll okay, talk about congrats, that later. Congrats, man. Yeah, we will talk about that. Yeah, that's great. But,
0: but So let's see. The next one is... Uh, do, 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 do. He's a bartender. Mm-hmm. Best and worst traits of bar goers in Reno.
1: <laughs> Put them yeah. on blast.
2: Yeah, because um, we've had, know, we've had several bartenders on before to talk about the cult the, the the culture of the drinking service. here in mm-hmm. Reno and the service industry here.
3: Yeah, um, you know, at at Sierra Tap House, like one thing that was annoying is this, if they're asking me what like our wine list is, and it's like, oh, it's <laughs> it's just a shit chardonnay, a shit. Cabernet right. and out of a box three, one of each <laughs> like. yeah one of is in a bag even if, yeah. you're, if you're into that but uh i one thing that used to bother me because at sierra tap house we do all these mojitos they're fresh fruit mojitos we had, did raspberry like peach watermelon there are four girls that come up to me and they all order at the same time i'll have watermelon i'll have peach i'll have raspberry i'll have whatever else is fucking left and so I have to sit there and muddle instead of like because if they maybe two of them ordered the same right, kind I could have made two at once yeah but I had to like redo it and then um, you know they <laughs> you're you're lucky if you're getting a dollar a drink on those and it's like man it I'd much a lot, rather a just open your beer yeah especially and, at a college bar like, yeah mm-hmm. so another thing too is uh, the the frat boys <laughs> the frat boys who do the woo at the bar but some chicks do that too so uh, you know that, that they're stuff called being the, loud they're called the sorority yeah well I don't wanna just uh, <laughs> just vociferous people yeah. who have a lot of energy um, too much energy yeah you know I, I don't I don't think you should treat a bar like it's like it's your your home bar you know what I mean like you're, you shouldn't be having conversations like you would in your own your own house your own home. you know so, eh. bar etiquette, people. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, And another annoying thing, or uh, one thing that was always very awkward is if somebody's card didn't go through. I'd always have anxiety if it got declined because then I'd be like, "No, I gotta bring it up to him. He's and there with his girlfriend. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look like an asshole trying here, be, He's I? trying to impress her. Yeah, stuff. he's trying to impress her, and then, like, so I would try to think of like discreet ways to show him, <laughs> like. He's like. <laughs>
0: Hit me you know. up with the backup, dog.
3: Eventually, it's like, why am I embarrassed? Like, he should be embarrassed. His card's not working. Yeah. But You're trying to be cool. I you? would wear yeah. I would wear his embarrassment for him. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah, that was always annoying if your card doesn't work.
2: And then quickly just compare, contrast Reno with, with Southern California. Reno, Northern Nevada with Southern California.
3: So um, I live in Long Beach now, which is... You know, it's about 20 miles uh, south of L.A., and uh, Long Beach actually has a ton of similarities with Reno. No, that's what I hear. I, uh, There's a, mm-hmm. It's a blue-collar town. My buddy town. lives there,
2: mm-hmm. and it, I've always felt comfortable partying in Long Beach. Oh, I love mm-hmm.
3: Long Beach. I love living there, mm-hmm. and it it's real diversity there, real diversity. Like, you, you just – you can – you can throw a rock and hit somebody of, of any ethnicity like you know pretty much just turn around and do it and and so many different points of view, so much great art um, but yeah it does it has the blue collar mentality to it and it is a lot like Reno in that um, I have a couple of friends who grew up there and they can't go to a single place without knowing five people there and that's what I used to hate about Reno before <laughs> I moved here or b- before I moved away now it's what i love about it it's like i miss that you know i can't go in in la it'd be a miracle if i saw somebody i knew once you know you get so so stuck in your bubble and it's such an expansive city and area but long beach is perfect for me because it's out of the the la fray i can go up there when i need to and that's fine and long beach is just so much more relaxed chill chill
2: you still got the ocean
3: there and you still yeah. got the ocean yeah. yeah
0: my friend mark who i have the gallery with right now he's from long beach
3: okay yeah and then
0: he's like he works in downtown l.a takes the train chills reads or listens to music he's like i love that train ride because it's like oh that's you know, awesome it's just like it's like my time before i get there and grind and then on the way back it's like the same thing uh, he does photos after work and stuff and it's like i'll work and then once i head home that's my time to chill get home way more relaxed He, he bought, even is it a, like
3: a two-hour train ride or an I hour for,
0: i forgot how it depends on in the morning it's longer because uh-huh. obviously everyone's like commuting in but he's like it's the best and he says he loves long beach he bought a house out there too so.
3: oh yeah yeah it is it's more uh it's more affordable than than la uh, and there, there are a lot of la people trickling down to long beach which <laughs> some people are upset about but whatever
2: <laughs> it's,
0: ex- it's expensive yeah
2: well that's the meandering questions. Oh, is that it? it? That's yeah. it. me The
3: gauntlet. All right. I'll pat myself on the back on that
1: one.
2: <laughs> well, uh, the last thing before we end the show is we have a fuckboy of the week this week. Oh, shit. So, this is so funny. I it's was not me, this. is it? No, <laughs> we were reading this. I was reading this the other day, and so, like, someone texted me. They're like, How, What are you doing? And I'm like, I just read this. It's super funny. <laughs> this guy in New York had a bullhorn and a fake police light in his car, and he was going around, driving around, p- pulling people over like just harassing people. And he pulled over this van and walked up to the van and the van was full of a bunch of planes, close detectives that were coming back from a training. Oh, that's hilarious. And he like, you know, they were like, thought it was weird. Cause he had a bullhorn and they walked up. They didn't know who the guy was or anything. And he like, realize like, they're like you know who what's your badge number or something they showed they pulled out their badges and he ran and jumped in his car and and, and like <laughs> got on a high speed chase with oh to, did they catch him though? yeah they caught yeah, him he tried to get away but yeah
3: that's a, that's a big, uh, you, you get in a lot of trouble for Impersonating an uh, officer. Since we were talking about 90s rap, DMX got arrested for impersonating <laughs> an officer. FBI agent. He probably has the coolest rap sheet of any, <laughs> of any Boston rapper. Boston Logan
2: is. Boston <laughs> Airport. Logan <laughs> International. Like uh. He was trying to catch a flight and like ran through like a bunch of shit. like. And, uh, yeah, I tried to say he was an FBI agent to get away with See, that. that's
3: like what happened in a movie. Yeah. But right? DMX's
2: experience is what really
3: happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, he probably just thought he was living in a movie. I'm DMX. I'm just going to impersonate an officer mm-hmm. and catch this flight, and then I'll get the girl and whatever. <laughs> like, oh. in, like in
0: Belly, he did so good because it was just himself.
3: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> belly was funny. B- that's
0: belly, right. that intro and Belly.
3: That was a, it. Was it looked like a music video? Yeah, because
0: yeah. I think uh, Hype Williams, right? Yeah, he mm-hmm. did, and yeah. he did music videos. So, boom.
3: That was that was a
2: fun. Well, that's movie it. That the was a movie came out in that time period we were talking about. Like, what was that? Two thousand four or yeah, something? Early, early. Yeah, like early 2000s. one of my favorite
0: intros ever, on anything.
2: Method Man
3: was pretty good in that too. Yeah, he was. I remember, Nas in, was horrible. Yeah,
0: sincere. Yeah. Oh good. But Dude, it made Method me Man. dislike Nas. Mm-hmm. his character but method man um he's grown so much as an actor oh yeah he's 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 definitely well belly got him the wire
2: did it i just was watching an interview because he was he's promoting the new wu-tang show Mm -hmm. so he was on jimmy fallon or jimmy one of them and he was talking about like how he went from you know they made him screen test for something on the wire, and then eventually he got the roll of cheese. Like he went for another part and they then they ended up giving him cheese because they liked Because he so was much. on Oz too. Yeah. Like, oh
1: okay.
0: hmm
3: Yeah, I remember I liked him on the wire too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But yeah, he's definitely grown a lot. Uh, he has the what on the deuce right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's a and good then, show too. Yeah,
0: he's grown so much in his uh thespian career. Yeah. That's so awesome.
3: Who who else is good? Common's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Who else?
0: There's a few, like, rapper actors that are really good.
2: Uh, there's someone I'm thinking of who's really good. I can't mm-hmm. think of right now.
3: You know who is doing
0: oh.
2: good
3: is uh, this guy from Atlanta. It's a weird...
2: Donald Glover? Paperboy. No,
3: no uh, oh, T.I. This... He he has a pretty good acting.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Him. He
2: actually is good. He's good mm-hmm. in American um,
1: Gangster.
0: Dude, he was good in Ant
2: Man too. The best, oh, the, best <laughs> the best, rapper turned actor is Tom Hardy. <laughs>
1: oh yes,
2: uh. <laughs> hands down. Hands Tommy, down. I, I Samantha. Tommy did, boy, right? Samantha didn't believe me. We looked it up last weekend. He was, was a like, rapper? "What? He was a rapper before he was fa- like in the That's late amazing. '90s." He Him like, and his rap boy must was have been when program. he was on crack because he had a yeah. He, he a, was oh yeah, he, he in yeah and his boy was the dj mm-hmm. they were just like a rapper dj duo and uh it's actually pretty good yeah. like we listen we played it like mm-hmm. a long time ago on the on the podcast we we're like wow tommy boy whatever like his yeah. name was like tommy grime, Graham, tommy grime, like, grime rapper you know, did he have than... the british accent uh, yeah yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Nice. like grime time you know like mm-hmm. he was very involved in that grime scene like that's sweet yeah
3: yeah i gotta like, check that out i like tom hardy man yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The one thing. My, like, he's one of my guys for mm-hmm. sure
2: seeing that i was like this you know, this is why he's so cool now. Like, yeah. Obviously, if he, he, this is what he was doing when he was younger.
3: Have you seen Bronson?
0: Yo, I love that, <laughs> that movie. He fucking great. He's just like, when like, because it's off a real dude, right? Yeah. And then like, so dude. this dude's in prison and he's like, he went to prison for minor offenses, but he likes to fight so much that the time he's got while in prison has made his time longer. Yeah. And then he would love to fight COs and he would grease himself up, like get naked grease himself up and do some shit so they would come into his cell and just fight every fucking officer
2: i need to watch that movie Dude, yeah it's it's, it's, it's crazy
0: good. and he like it gets a little weird at the end as artistic stuff
3: yeah it's definitely an art art house mm-hmm. deal. but
0: like it's a it's a good movie it's and, a
3: one-man mm. show though mm-hmm. like a lot of the scenes it's just him yeah uh doing like and that's flexing his, his chops it's awesome yeah but yeah,
0: yeah see, see Bronson, it's hilarious. Brown Johnny actually got me on
3: to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was even good in that Mad Max uh, re- reboot. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I, yeah. I love that
2: movie. That movie yeah. was really good. Yeah, It was, really I was better than the original. I mean, the I story so was too. better than the yeah. originals. It looked better, obviously. It looked yeah.
0: crazy, and then but. another story I saw is Shia LaBeouf's uh, Hot Ones on uh, on the internet, on YouTube. And how there's a story. Uh, what movie did they do together? It was like a brother family. Oh, when they're, yeah. So they're, uh,
2: they're brothers that.
0: So there was a rumor where Shia LaBeouf knocked out uh, Tom Hardy, right? So he's like, yo, let's talk about this, you know? So I guess um, Tom Hardy was kind of bulking up for another movie. Bane. He was bulking up for Batman. And I guess he they would just like wrestle each other out of the blue. So one time, Tom. I can
2: totally picture that. Knowing that two of them, I can see that. Yeah.
0: So, like, Tom Hardy comes and, like, front kicks Shia LaBeouf's fucking door. And he's there with, like, a girl. And he doesn't care. And it grabs him and starts wrestling him. Shia LaBeouf's fucking naked. And Tom Hardy has him, like, you know, on his shoulders. And they're, like, fucking, fucking around. Right. And I guess, like, something happened where Shia LaBeouf kind of, like, Pushed off of him and they're at some stairs, you know. So he kind of like falls down some stairs, and he like got like a black eye or like something, you know. And Tom Hardy told everybody that Shia Buff knocked him out. Like he started that rumor that oh, he got knocked out by Shia LaBeouf.
3: That's pretty sweet, and that's cool. That like, is he's cool. He's like he's cool. He's self-deprecating. Way yeah.
2: yeah, Shia Buff's crazy too. It is... makes me respect him a little. Dude, bit. Yeah, yeah, I want to hang out with him. Like real life. that guy's. Obviously, very creative. Yeah, because like, yeah. he's 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 like, got crazy. wild hair up his yeah. ass for sure. Yeah, but um, uh,
0: especially when Kanye West takes his style all the time. You like that? Have you heard of that conspiracy? No, no. So it's like <laughs> that's cute. If you look at like photos and stuff like that, you could like see some of like in his fashion stuff. Oh, that's funny. And it's just like a funny conspiracy thing. And he like knows Kanye too. Oh, okay. Like as like friends and stuff, he gave him like the Indiana Jones hat he wore. In uh-huh. that movie, he gave it to Kanye. Oh, that's cool. He's like, it doesn't even fit him, but he wanted it, so I uh-huh. gave it to him.
3: Yeah, and then mm-hmm. they—I they, can see how they be kindred spirits. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: a little definitely. A little A, crazy. a little Dude, crazy. The hot ones is good. Watch that. Watch his one because he has two movies coming out that are like getting all these nods. Yeah, I feel and,
2: like, like he's gonna make some master. He's gonna take some role. No, I heard. I heard, this. It, I heard these it. two movies that
0: are. He's coming He's capable
3: out, of mm-hmm. it for sure.
0: These two movies that are coming out are like supposedly like co- career so defining.
2: Mm-hmm. And he still looks so young, like...
0: Even Stevens, dog.
1: <laughs>
0: he came... Even, even Stevens to this.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he was believable in that American Honey movie where he's, like, just derelict. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I bought it where it, it's, like, you know, it's still Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So, it's, like, he's, got some, he's yeah. got some fucking... No, watch some The Hot Ones. Chops. I was
0: laughing so hard the whole time because... Have you, have you guys seen The Hot Ones mm-hmm. on YouTube? So, oh now, the where they eat the wings eat the wings oh his episode no i haven't seen it Yeah, so like usually at the end you know how they dab and add extra hot sauce this one he's like we're dabbing the whole time so both of them are just like sweating and crying it's 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 fucking hilarious i'm
3: right?
2: typing it in right now yeah high one hot ones
0: it's like it's so famous now that it's on for the everyone's promotional tour now
2: yeah yeah I've seen mm-hmm. more and more famous people do it. Like mm-hmm. Idris Elba but Idris Elba
0: did it and like uh a bunch of people but it's just like
2: I think it's the most popular show on YouTube.
1: I'll check that out. Um,
2: well Sean Thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. This has a great time conversation. We knew we'd get broad range of topics. <laughs> I Wish we could have talked more about comics, but I think yeah,
3: you know, we touched. On... Hey, that's okay. You know, I'm I'm just glad we had stuff to talk about for the entire time. I was no. worried that I would not be able to produce. No, it was perfect. <laughs> no, you're
0: good. You, it's 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 a good conversation. It's awesome.
3: Excellent! I had a great time, fellas and uh, I enjoy the podcast.
2: And I, I respect what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. We'll Thank keep, you. you know, keep uh, you know checking us out every week. Absolutely. New episodes on Up in the Mix Live, and remember, every Friday night from nine to eleven, we've got another episode of Hip Hop, the best of Hip Hop for you, giving you our what listeners. you need. Yeah, so uh, you can check that out. Ninety-seven point seven. Uh, FM uh, K Wink in Reno, and you can stream it at www.kwinkradio.org, wherever you may be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this is De Photo. Salute, guys. Have next fun. next time, Sean. Peace. Stay warm. Salute.